On this week's episode of Tapping In, Roy and I decide to have a little bit of fun and discuss the usual suspects. You know what I'm talking about. We're talking about the people that we see on the mats every single day, the characters that are jujitsu practitioners, from the purple belts that skip the warm-up, to the older guy that used to be an athlete and is now clinging on to what he's got left, to the guys that can't wait to come in and help everybody out, the inspiring students, the athletes, the competitors, the students that maybe you need to watch out for. It's going to be a nice little fun episode, and we do everything in jest. However, there is some truth in the things that we say. So next time you're on the mats, pay attention and ask yourself, which one of these characters am I? This is Tapping In. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, Tapping In. So right. we, we had a great episode last week. We had Sam McHale on here. Mighty good episode. Such a good episode. People were like hitting me up literally, I think like the first person messaged me like an hour after the episode. Oh, seriously? Up. Wow. Yeah. And was like, we need to part this two. Because you post Monday nights. With these I posted things. it Monday night and like I got home. I forget what time I got home Monday night. And right. It, like, I, like as I got home, people were like, when, when's part two? When's part two? I was like, yeah, I know it was pretty good. The dude is such a, like he's an ocean of cool stories, an ocean of like great opinions just a great dude all the way around and he's you know what i love about sam he's so genuine with everything he says yeah like he's not gonna say something like he's not he's not rude and he's not gonna hurt your feelings but he's not gonna sugarcoat something to save your feelings like he's gonna be like no this is this is what it is like don't do this do this don't do that yeah it was it was great. It's and like I, he sees an asshole a mile away. Yeah, and he's gonna be like, I don't really, I don't really vibe with you, dude. And you're like, how come, man? I think he said awesome. people like, either really like me or they, <laughs> they don't. I love him. I love him. And yeah. it's crazy because, you know, he is now officially under the Tom DeBlast banner. Right. And he, he was supposed to just be here on Tuesday night. Uh-huh. So he comes in Tuesday night. He's like, hey, you got a morning class on Wednesday? I'm like, yeah. He goes, oh, you mind if I come in and uh, you know help out? I was like, yeah. Come on in. <laughs> so then he does the Wednesday class. Then he trains at Tom's. And then, taking another step, he comes back and teaches uh, some privates on Friday and then does the Friday striking class. Yeah, and then you got to combine that with the fact that he lives in fucking Syracuse. Syracuse. Well, he just, <laughs> stayed, he just stayed down here the whole week. That's what I'm saying. He was supposed to be here for a night. We had a whole week of Sam Mikhail. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know. Just a... Checks, really in the, cool checks in the mail, Sam. It'll, if it doesn't get there, let me know. And here's the most the beautiful office. thing. Then you watch his videos on YouTube, and he's a freaking warrior. He's tough as tough I mean, as nails. He, he, it, I was really just completely in awe of some of the things that he was doing in there. And just, wow. like I said to him, just tip of the hat, man. He's awesome all the way around. Just everything about him. Yeah. You, I've yet to find someone who says like they don't like him. I'd like to meet really? someone who doesn't like him. Yeah. I, th- I feel like he's one of those people, like, if you don't like him, it says more about you than it does about him. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? All right, Roy, but enough talking about Sam. Yeah, kissing his ass. Kissing his ass. We've <laughs> Fuck you, Sam. We're gonna <laughs> we're, we're not going to spend 20 minutes, 40 minutes. The last couple episodes, we've been like 45 minutes. Like, what are we talking about tonight, Roy? I'm surprised people are still listening. I have no idea what our topic is tonight. You sent me a couple topics. Right, and, right. And right. the way this works for people who are listening, sometimes Roy and I will have a couple ideas on things that we want to talk about, or I'll have an idea. I'm like, listen, we're doing this. But really, you come up with the topics, you come up with the ideas, and then you kind of come up with a game plan to navigate yeah. the uh, the conversation. 
well, not navigate the conversation. You kind of kind of nudge the conversation. Yeah, you're like a really good like producer. Like you get the well, artist to perform. I appreciate. It. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you're Rick Rubin. You're back then. You're like, listen, I know you can hit a better. When you bring note. up Rick Rubin, I bring up Mutt Lang. I don't know if you remember Mutt Lang. No, because I'm an Mutt '80s Lang guy, is. and it's like Mutt Lang was basically the '80s version of of Rick Rubin. He did Foreigner Four. He did ACDC Back in Black. Oh wow! He was the producer okay. back then. And what about Jimmy Iovine? Jimmy That's kind Iovine, of like in the yeah. middle of both our eras. Kind of, yeah. He was sort of like mid '80s going into the late '80s. Absolutely. Jimmy, Jimmy Iovine produced. Uh, uh, oh my God, Stevie Nicks. Yeah, her first album. Yeah, he's, they were been, also he's been he's been on in touch with a lot of stuff yeah. then he became a billionaire with beats by dre did he really yeah yeah, yeah. That's oh that's did. right he was a part of that whole thing he was with a part of that whole dr. thing dr wow billionaire <laughs> with headphones <laughs> amazing funny story about jimmy Ivey. did you uh-huh. ever see his documentary no there's a documentary on him and dr dre and how they okay. kind of came like it's their separate lives and then how they got together and then how they got to become billionaires with beats by dre okay and uh jimmy Ivey is i can't i believe he's catholic okay or grew up Catholic, yeah. and it was Easter, and he was at this time assisting with someone who was a record producer, okay, and just kind of helping out, you know, earning his stripes. And it was Easter Sunday, and the guy calls him at his house. He's like, "Hey, I got an artist coming in. I really need your help." The the one I don't know the terminology. But he's like, "The one sound guy is not in. Right, right. You can do it. Why don't you come in and fill in for him?" And he's like, "Okay, I'm on my way." Doesn't this is ask, when he first started his career? This is when he first, he first started with Hall & Oates. That, okay, was, his, so that was his big break. Well, this yeah. is when he first started his career. Like This is before he's even producing. Right. He's just okay. like working the soundboard. Okay. And he tells his mom and his dad, you know, Catholic family, he's like, I'm out of here. Right. <laughs> so like, it's Easter Sunday. You can't leave. Right, he goes, right, right. I, I got to go. Like, they called me to come do the soundboard. It's a huge opportunity. Sure. Gets to the studio. Guess who they're doing sound for? That? John Lennon. Oh, wow. Very so cool. he's working with John Lennon. This has been about the mid seventies, I suspect. Mid seventies. Yeah, okay. But he often says, he goes, What would have happened if I didn't go that day? Yeah. Like that's a big moment. That's one sure. of those and I'm a big fan of these and I tell you this all the time. I really believe that life isn't about big moments, it's about how you react in small moments. Oh yeah. And those small moments add up to get you to that big moment. But he uh, put himself in the right position though. I you mean, have to, man. Worked hard. I mean I'll tell you this. I uh all right. <laughs> I'm a big Apple shareholder. <laughs> so that's what made me my money in life. Oh, okay. there we go, Roy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, there we go. Roy is turning so red right AAPL now. AAPL like, oh, made me my money in life. Okay. But they don't ever buy companies. What they So when they bought Beats, they mm-hmm. threw down $3 billion for yes. that, which is basically you know, you know, pocket change to Apple. But I'm like, what's the deal with this? And who runs this? I knew nothing about it. Yep. Like you always talk about sneakers and this and that. This is like a subculture that I know nothing about. Right. I know nothing about headphones. And no one did. Yeah. And then Dr. Drange, if you watch the document, they really go into it. Like whenever any artist came into Jimmy Iovine's office right. to like talk about, you know, business, he was like, hey, before you go, do me a favor, take a picture with these headphones real quick. <laughs> and they're like, Jimmy, what are, you, what are these? He goes, don't worry about it. Just take a picture with them. And they all did it. Right, right. So now he's like, boom, 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 putting out all these pictures, putting it on social media. Mm-hmm. It's like, look, Lady Gaga's wearing Beats by Dre. <sighs> Kanye's wearing Beats by Dre. Right, and everyone's right, like, right. I need Beats by Dre. Right, Clearly cool. they're the best headphones in the world. They're not, They're but, not. <laughs> but I digress. I made a billion dollars off of that deal. It's true. I mean, good for they, them. They walk away from this stuff. So here's the thing. You bought a pretty cool fucking truck. Yes, I, I did. I need to know 
what brought that on. I okay. need to know. And here's the best part. I need to know what Miguel Benitez walks into a car dealership and how he negotiates. I feel like the IRS is like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> If you don't want to talk about it, that's cool. Next but, week on Tapping In with right. Professor Miguel. Professor Miguel goes to jail. I just got to know why. That's a really cool truck. So, it, I mean, yeah, I love this truck. Um, I've always wanted a really big like off-road truck. I don't know why my voice is like hoarse all of a sudden, but whatever. Take a moment, clear it. <laughs> there we go. So I, I don't know what it was. I saw probably like 10, 12 years ago, right. I saw a Ford F-150 Raptor, and I was like, this thing is sick. Yeah. Like this is the type of truck I would want. Okay. Because I, I want to, this is going to sound terrible. I feel like the car has to be an extension of you. All right. Like, I never want to get into a car and have people be like, oh, I, that's not what I pictured you driving. I'm right. like, what the fuck did you picture me driving? Right, right, right. Um, and then the opposite, people are like, oh, that's exactly what I picture you driving. I'm like, what does that mean? But, you know, so a couple years ago, before Benny was born, you know, I got my first, like, my man car. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it was like my first, like, I'm a grown man. I'm an adult yep. now. I'm going to mm-hmm. get my car. I got my, I got my car. And I love my car. So I've always wanted a truck. I've always wanted a, a, a cool big truck, and because I'm a bigger guy, I'm like six yeah. one. I'm two forty, two forty five. Right. I want some room every now and then. Yeah, I want to be comfortable. So I've been researching trucks for about two years, maybe yeah. even a little bit longer, because I knew at some point I would need a truck for the school. Mm. Okay, because I need to transport mats, or when mm. we do events, I've got the tables. Perfect example, like a month ago, I had to go to Lowe's to buy stuff for the school. Okay. I've got my car, which I, I got like a, a Lincoln MKZ. Uh, it's it's a sedan, but it's a car. It's filled with paper towels, toilet paper. <laughs> right. Like I can't see yeah, out the, the window. I'm like, the yeah, I'm like, this is a pain in my ass. Right. I need a truck. So I was doing my research and the person I was doing a lot of conversing with going back and forth was, you know, my good friend, uh, Gordon Ryan. Cause Gordon's really into cars and he really knows a lot about trucks, uh, and cars in general. Right. If you listen to him on Rogan, does he have a particular taste in a certain, like he, he likes a certain kind of yes, uh, car. Okay. Fast. No, no. What I was getting at is you mentioned, he said, I would need a sexy car. I need a sports car. I need a this car. He, he, in other words, he has a very... Like, he truly believes he should have one of everything. Okay. Gotcha. He should have like the grown man car. He should have his truck. He should okay. have his sports car. He should have his weekend car that nobody else has. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, and he's living the dream. He can do that. Right. I think he's got like four or five cars now. And they're all awesome. He just got the new Dodge Ram TRX, which is like <laughs> when you're talking about trucks, Dodge Ram literally built this truck to be like, this is the new standard. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the biggest baddest truck you want to swing your dick there this you is go. your standard right no. you're you're all all the other truck companies are competing with this so i don't have gordon money so i'm not looking at it here he was trying to convince me to get one i'm like dude i don't have i don't, yeah. have, I don't have a hundred thousand dollars to spend on a truck like that's crazy yeah. you know good for him though so yeah. i'm sending him this truck that truck we're going back and forth and you know i really wanted something that i don't just want to get it to get it and then like you know get another one in five years no no, no. right I want to have it. I like to hold on to my things. When it's paid off, it's paid off. It's mine. I'm not one of those guys. Mm-hmm. I like to keep my shit. So we're going back and forth. I'm showing him trucks. He's telling me what's wrong with this one, what's good about it, what's bad about it. 
what it will do, what it won't do. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, this is fucking tough. So he really knows his shit, basically. And, yeah. Okay. Or you. at the very least, he sounds like he knows his shit. <laughs> um, you know, and I don't know my shit at all. I gotcha. Like, I'm really good at looking at YouTube videos and learning and becoming an expert for about a month. And then right. I, I advance. So, uh, I've been dealing with the same uh, car salesman for the last, like, I don't know, five, six years. Okay. Uh, I got my Lincoln from him. My sister got her Jeep from him. Uh, my mom got her car from him. So this is like, I've been dealing with this guy for a while. Right. So he's been sending me a list of, of trucks and I saw one and I was like, I was like, oh, this is actually, I actually kind of like this one. Right. Uh, there are a couple of things I didn't like about it. So I sent he's it. He's a dealership Gordon. guy, by the way. Yeah. He works. Okay. At, I, I go to auto lenders. Okay. Not going to buy brand new because the second you drive it off the Absolutely. lot, it loses, you know, it yeah. depreciates half. So why am I going to pay for something? It, cars are bad investments. Totally. It's the worst. They're the worst investment you yeah. can make. You're better off investing in sneakers. So, you know, I just, I don't need to buy new. It's new to me. You know, good mileage, you know, get a good price on it. So it, I saw it was like, it was like a Nissan Titan. And I was like, I was like, Gordon, what do you think about this truck? He's like, it's not a bad truck. He's like, but if you're going to go Japanese, get a Toyota. Right, right. And I'm like, funny you should say that. I was like, because he also had this one. I sent him the picture of the truck, and it is an Army Green mm-hmm. uh, Toyota Tundra TRD Pro. So it's their off-road you know, green machine. Yep. And I love it. It doesn't have all the fancy things these new trucks have, like downhill. This. Right. I'm not fucking going off-roading on the weekends. <laughs> I might do it once or twice, have some fun with it. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, it doesn't have the downhill traction control. I don't fucking care. I'm going to drive it on the turnpike. Like, that's what I'm, I'm putting it on Route 1. And just you know? hope you don't get pulled yeah, over by yeah. some cop. Yeah, it won't be Montgomery cops. They know I, my car now. They take care of me. Cool. You were here that night when they're like, oh, oh yeah. what's going on? The, Jesse the cop. The, Good man. Good Jesse man. was like, do you still have that black Lincoln? I was like, I do. So just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> take care of you me. don't bother yeah like, just leave us alone because my lincoln's like tinted out and like it's all black I'm every time my... i see one on the road i i kind of take a look and like is that Miguel? <laughs> you know? dude like i drive around like montgomery is like you know a very nice town i got an all black lincoln tinted out like it doesn't look like i'm up to any good driving through montgomery like i should get pulled over every time luckily the cops know who i am and they kind of let me go you got uh, a trunk full of yeah. kilos yeah like you know it definitely looks like i'm doing illegal activity um <laughs> it's funny because like when the cops left, Sam was like, Sam was like, dude, what kind of car do you have? I was like, I got a black Lincoln MKZ all tinted out and everything. Yeah. He goes, oh, so you look like a drug dealer. I'm like, hundred percent. Right. <laughs> I was like, absolutely. That's kind of the look I was going for because it's cool. Right. Um, not to be a drug dealer, but the, their cars are sick. You know, watch Scarface. He's got cool cars. <laughs> Is that like, your PDA right there? Yeah, like, you know, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Don't sell them either. <laughs> but they do have really Stay cool cars. Stay in school, kids. Yeah. You know? So... Uh, <laughs> So I sent I sent Gordon the picture and he's like, "Yes, one hundred percent, you're done." That's oh, so he, the one. Okay, all right. So he yeah. gave you the. Uh, I was like, the okay so he, I was like, really? He goes, "Dude, he goes, it is that good. has everything you yeah. need. It's got this type of engine. It's got this much horsepower. You mm-hmm. can do upgrades with this." He goes, "But the best thing about it, it's a Toyota. That thing's gonna last you twenty fucking years." And he had a Tacoma when he was in Puerto Rico. He okay. loved that thing. He's like, dude, I had my Tacoma. I beat the shit out of it. That thing never, mm-hmm. ever gave me a problem. He's probably going up in the hills with that thing and everything. Doing everything. He's yeah. like, so if you're looking for something that has all the features you're looking for, big, loud, fast, badass truck uh-huh. that's going to last you forever. That's your boy right there. That's your one. He goes, and that's a sick truck. I, uh, The guy's name is Anthony. I texted Anthony. I was like, Anthony, I want to see that Tundra. He goes, well, when can you come in? I was like, I'll be in tomorrow. He goes, all right, well, there's a place 
we'd have to transfer from the other auto lenders and they have a guy that wants to buy it on Friday. I was like, Anthony, I'm coming tomorrow. It was Thursday. <laughs> so but there's was, always that thought in the back of your mind, is this guy full of shit? I mean, come on. No, nah, I kind of believe that because <laughs> I've been looking at it for a while. And it's low mileage. It's a 2020. Right, right. You know, it's like, you know, a decent amount of a low sticker. And it was fucking awesome. Uh, so I've dealt with Anthony before. He knew everything that I wanted. Mm-hmm. He knew what I want. Plus, I was there when... I negotiated my sister's and my mom's car. Right, right, right. I'm pretty good with numbers. So this is now the fourth car I'm dealing with Anthony. He's not bullshitting. I'm not bullshitting. Because like, he knows yeah. he's going to have you for the rest of the life. I'm like, listen, lies, Anthony. As long as he treats you cool. Yeah, I'm like, listen, let's not do the back and forth. I don't need the first pencil, second pencil. We go right, right. to the third pencil. Tell me the price. This is what I want. Don't go to talk to the manager. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, look, how much are you going to put for the down payment? I was like, I'm going to do this. He's like, okay. I was in and out. From the moment I drove, I pulled up and he gave me the keys for the test drive to the right. minute I drove off owning the car, 90 minutes. Oh, that's beautiful. That's, Not, that's unheard of for buying a car. Yeah, right. In and out. He like I literally, like I went outside to like, look at the car real quick. He goes, all right, Miguel, go outside. Uh, let me get the paperwork. Did you test drive it? Oh, my God, I did. <laughs> and he told me, too. He goes, he goes, man, he goes, this car's a lot of fun. I just drove it around the lot. He goes... It makes a pretty cool noise when you turn it on. Now it's got the TRD dual exhaust, and the exhaust okay. is sick. So when you turn on, it's like, <laughs> and when it turned on, I was like, Don, I was like, I fucked up. I should have never test Dick drove this thing hard. <laughs> so I did it again, again, because I'm like, I'm an asshole, uh, and I did this with the Lincoln too. I went, I I didn't tell Steph I was gonna go test drive it. Okay. So I'm calling Steph, and I'm like, Hey, she's like, Hey, everything okay? I was like. Yeah, I'm at auto lenders. She's like, oh, why are you there? And I was like, they had a truck I wanted to look at. She goes, oh, God, did you test drive it? I was like, I did. She goes, oh, God. You're going to buy it. Did you like it? I was like, I love that. She goes, oh, my God. All right, just call me when you're done. Like I'm, I'm like crunching numbers with her. She's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. She goes, why don't you talk to me about these things? I was like, because what are you going to do? Tell me no. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Right. I was like, let me look at my pants. Oh, yeah, there's a set of nuts there. I can do what I want. <laughs> she ain't going to hear this. But, uh, yeah, so I, I got the truck. and Now, is that the biggest financial decision that you can kind of get away with on your own? The car? Yeah. Yeah, and the only reason I was able to get away with that is because it's 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 under my name, but it's going to be for the school. Right. So I get the tax write-off, and that's the only reason why we're doing Superb. it. And I talked to the accountant before I did anything. I'm like, listen, our accountant's name is Dean. I'm like, Dean. <laughs> I'm like, what are we doing here? Because Dean's very by the book. Right. Very by the book. He's about to retire in two years. He's not trying to go to federal prison for exactly. anything. He's like, well, Miguel, you know, we got to talk about what you're actually driving it for. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, Dean. Help me out a little bit here. He goes, well, I'm, I'm being honest and fair. Can't right. wait for him to retire. So I can go in like, <laughs> so I can one of those like little greasy accountants. Where it's like, well, let's talk about this. You yeah. Know, try to stay out of federal prison. But so I, d- I did all the talking with Dean. I had everything set up. We went, we did it. I did the paperwork, and I got this truck, and I fucking love it, man. Yeah. I do. That's a beautiful thing, man. So I took a picture of it. I sent it to Gordon. Gordon's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> he's like, bro. He's like, I'll be there on Friday. You can see the TRX. I'm like, awesome. Wait, just, you know. Oh, he's driving that uh in? He drove it from Austin. Oh, <laughs> He wow. drove it from Austin to Boston, uh, 2,000 miles, which is great because he got it brand new, so he wants right. to put some miles on it. Yeah. And really, because put it through its paces. Yeah, well, like it's also got things that don't activate on the truck until it hits certain miles. Like I think it's got like a turbo 
that doesn't activate until he hits like you know a thousand miles. So he's oh, like, okay. just put a thousand miles on right now. Yeah. The thing goes, man. I'm oh sure. my god, this truck is wild. I can't wait to see it. But um, yeah, so I got the truck. That was the one he was uh, popping the wheel and uh, popping the uh, donuts yeah, in the uh, yeah, yeah. in the desert. Yep. So that was actually his buddy's TRX. Okay. Um, that he was like kind of like messing around with before he got his, and then he got his, and it's gorgeous. Gorgeous. The thing looks like it like eats other trucks. <laughs> it's so cool. So I got my truck. Gordon's got his truck. Right. So now we do what all good friends do. We go right into peer pressure. Of course. So we message Tom. And we're like, you need a truck. So I'm sending Tom like, I like send Tom like voice messages. I'm like, yeah, man. So you know about the ADCC trials. And I like accelerate. I'm like, oh, oh, do you hear that? And he goes, motherfucker. He goes, that truck sounds sick. I need to see. I'm like, dude, you need a truck. I'm like, go get a Raptor. Yeah, he's a guy. I'm, I'm a little surprised he didn't like uh, do the truck thing sooner. Is, I, what is he driving? A, uh, like a sedan or something? He has a, uh, he's got a Dodge Cherokee or a Dodge, a Jeep Cherokee. All right. Um, and he's got a Lexus. Okay. Yeah, he's got a Lexus. You check the box buying American, which is good, but he drives the Lex. Yeah. Yeah. I drive American too. I got my Lincoln. And my <laughs> wife has a Lincoln, so we keep yeah. it American. And I really wanted to stay American with the truck. But they're just, I can't get a Dude, Dodge Ram. I'm going to lay it on the line as far. I, 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 love, I love, I want to buy American. I, I'm in America, you know, all the way. But America. it's like America, baby. Uh, huge. But I don't know. I'm a Lexus guy. And it's like, no problems. I've had my Lexus now for seven years. Never a problem. That's good. It's, it's just Well, Lexus is what? Uh, Nissan? It's uh, Toyota. It's their, uh, yes. Nissan is Infinity. Nissan is Infinity, and then yes. Acura and Lexus. is uh, Honda. Yes, and Lexus is Toyota. Lexus Toyota. Yep. Dude, that's the thing. <laughs> you can just rely on it. It's Dude, that simple. I talked to not someone. It's not sexy, but you know whatever. I remember when Gordon pulled up with his uh, his Tacoma a couple years ago, and he was talking to someone who was here for that seminar, and he goes, "Yeah, he goes, Dude, I get Tacomas for my business." He goes, "He goes, I literally try to beat them up." Just so I can get rid of it and get a new one. And I can't. He goes, they don't die. They don't die. So, knock on wood. But uh, it was awesome because I would take Benny to car dealership. Now, this is a true story. Okay. February 2020. I took my son. I picked him up from school and I took him to a car dealership. And we stopped at a Ford dealership and they had an F-150. Okay. They had an F-150 Raptor. Uh, ah, the go. blue one, which I loved. I told the guy, I was like, listen. And it had a phenomenal price for brand new. And okay. I was like, listen, I can't get it right now. I was like, I'll be back in July. I was like, I want this. If you don't have this one, I'll call you in the beginning of July. And when I come back, this is what I want. He's like, we can make that happen. Because I wanted to do it in July because right, right. by then some of the schools, some of the expenses for the new building would be paid off mm -hmm. because of the way we negotiated the rent and everything was everything was lined up beautifully. And I wanted to do it in July because that's also Benny's birthday month. Ah, sweet. So I wanted, it was going to be Benny's truck. Then, you know, a couple things happened in 2020 and, or 2020 and kind of fucked everything up and it was a little wild. And I went from buying a truck to just trying to keep the school alive because we couldn't afford rent at a certain point. I was like, this, this took a turn for the worse. Crazy how life works that way. But, um, so what I would do is while we were doing, and I'm going to peel back the current a little bit. During the pandemic, we were doing all these Zoom classes. Yeah. 
and as much as I would put on my my brave face and your happy te- face, yeah, <laughs> dude, there was there was one night I'll never forget when I was done teaching the Zoom, right. and I think like one person was there for the adult Zoom, like maybe three kids. Yeah. I was like, hey guys, we'll see you here soon, <laughs> and like that was the first time I was like, we're not. I was like, I don't know if we're ever coming back. And I remember like I turned off, I closed the computer, and I'm looking around at this brand new school yeah. that I dreamed of having, and I'm losing it. And I remember I sat in the corner. And I just cried. Yeah. I cried for like an hour. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And what made it worse was like, it's not even my fault. Like, I didn't do anything Yeah, it was like wrong. you were handcuffed. I was like, this is like. That was the problem. So what I would do to try to keep, you know, esteem up is on Wednesdays, I would, because Steph also needed a break too, because right. she was going through it with her business. I would, I would bring Benny with me for the Zoom class. Right. So we would teach the Zoom. I would have the beans. That's why I called Benny. I called him the beans. Nice. I would have the beans, and he'd be running a mess. I'm trying to teach Zoom. He's running right, right, back. Right, right. Yeah. Then we'd hang out. We'd have dinner together. We'd play around. It was, it was the best, man. Yeah. It, it was one day a week, but it was the best day. And afterwards, we would leave here, and I'd say, "Hey, you want to go look at cars?" And he's like, "Yeah." Ah, so weird. we would go to, you know, dealerships around you know the area, right, and. He'd be all about the red cars and you know the fast cars, and I was looking at the trucks. We got some really nice. Uh, you drive down two hundred six. Sure we got did. Some, we got Range Rover, we got Jaguar, we got yeah. Audi. I mean, there's some serious oh, yeah. uh, dealerships down the road here. But I was always looking at the trucks. Ah, uh, yeah. Because I knew I wanted one. Benny would have a blast. He was like, you know, looking at the trucks. And he's like, right, Dad, right. you need a red truck. You need a red truck. <laughs> Red's his favorite color. He's like, you need a red truck. That's his Gordon car advice. Yeah, he's like, it's got to be red. <laughs> I was like, Benny, you like this truck? He's like, mm, no, no, it's not red. red. I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'll get a fire engine. Right. So, <laughs> so, uh, you know, he like, you know, we had this little like thing. We'd walk right. around. It was, it was just, beautiful. it was cool. You know, it was my right. little man. Yeah. So uh, he he was like, he was he was three about to turn four. Right. Right. So it was like a really cool age where he's like starting to, like you can see it in his eyes like he's excited about stuff. So uh, I pulled up to the house in the big green machine, this army green tank of a truck. Right. And Steph comes out. She's so excited because she realized like me getting this truck is like another one of those accomplishments that shows the hard work paying off. Absolutely. It's one. It's like those little trophies where it's like, you know what? You got to this point right. that you thought about, you know, four or five years ago. Absolutely. Where it's like, we'll expand the school. We'll do this. I'll get a truck. I'll do it. And it's like, yeah. you, you fucking did it. You need to reward yourself. Yeah, and it was a nice little reward. Right. You know, plus, like the school had just broken. Oh, fuck it, I'll share it. The school had just broken two hundred students. Mm-hmm. You know, we've grown even more since then, and it's like, holy shit, we're you know, heading in the right direction. Let's right. keep, let's let's fucking enjoy it a little bit. Yeah. Uh, Benny comes out, his jaw <sighs> hits the floor. He's like, Dada, what what are you doing in that truck? I'm like, this is our truck, bud. This is your truck. This is Benny's truck. Remember right. when we used to look at the trucks? This is the truck. This is it. He's like, this is this is our truck? He's like, where's your car? I was like, I still have the car, but it's at the dealership. I'll pick it up tomorrow. This is our truck. He gets in the truck, and it's huge yeah. on the inside. It's as big as an apartment. Right. Like, Steph sits in it like crisscross applesauce. Like, I'm like, <laughs> and like the kids can't even hit the seat. It's, it's amazing. He gets in the car, and he sees how big it is, and he goes, Damn. <laughs> and like Steph and I look at each other, like, did he just say damn? Like for the first that's his like first swear word. We just right. let it go. But now he only wants to be in the truck. Like ah, he doesn't want to do awesome. anything else. Steph picked him up from school last week. He goes, Where's the truck? 
<laughs> I drop him off at school every morning. And the one, the one teacher, Miss Heather, comes out. She's like, "Good morning, Benicio." And he's like, "Good morning, Miss Heather. Miss Heather, do you like my truck? Look at my truck. It's so big." And I'm like, "This kid." She's like, "Oh, did you get a new car?" I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "It's yeah." I don't tell like his teachers don't know that I have the school. I don't tell people that. Okay. I have right, school. Right, right. When they figure it out, they figure it out. It's not something that I like. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm a jujitsu school." I don't like that. I think it's very okay. Like, oh, I'm a business owner. I think it's fucking stupid. Uh, especially because I still have a full-time job. <laughs> right, right. You know right. what I mean? So it's like, I feel like it's like, oh, I'm a business owner, but it's not doing so well where I can't quit my job. Yeah. No, like you do be what you are until you can be what you want to be. Yeah, fake it till you, you know? make it almost. But, but You know, one day it'll just be the school. And then I'll tell people I own a jiu-jitsu academy. That's what I do for a yeah. living. Right now what I do for a living is I'm a training specialist for New Jersey Transit. All right. I used to say that when I was a, uh, in my 20s. I'd be like, oh yeah, I'm a musician. I'm like, no, I'm not. I work for fucking MCI as a project manager. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> but no, but uh, yeah, it's a. So yes, yeah, so I got the trucks. So, so what is? Tennessee. I'm curious. Then what does the truck, on a personality level, because that's the topic for tonight. We're going to talk about personalities in the school. Okay. Um, what is that truck? How does that represent your personality? So. What I think that truck does to represent my person, like this is why I didn't want to get like a regular truck, right? Because I don't feel like regular, right? Okay. I I do think I'm a little, you know, I am a little athletic. I can take a beating. I can also turn it up. Right. I'm also pretty big. I'm pretty strong. I'm pretty powerful. That's what I wanted. Right. I want it. And it, and it, listen, I'm not the best at what I do. And if you're gonna look at like these top of the line trucks, this one's not the best. Mm-hmm. Right, you got the TRX, you got the Ford Raptor, but this one's fucking good, and it don't got all the fancy gadgets, but it's gonna be there. Yeah. It's gonna be consistent. It'll last forever, and that's what I think like resonates with me. I was like, this is me. Is that I'll your fi- like definition as far as a man? I, I like I, I always try and figure out what people's. Uh, I'm always trying to figure out what people's thoughts are, but like, what is your true definition of a man? That of way? a man? Of a man? Yeah. Because there's a, there's a side of, yeah, you're a caretaker, there's a side of the chivalry, that sort of stuff. But when you get into, like, what a man should be. I don't ever want to say, like, you know, a man is, like, you know, super tough and this and that. My true definition of a man yeah. is that no matter what's going on inside your heart, whatever's going on inside your head, whatever's going on, you know, physically with you, when shit needs to get done, it gets done. you find a way to get it done. Right. Your kid is sick and needs medicine and there's 10 feet of fucking snow outside. Mm -hmm. You find a way to get your kid medicine. Your kids are hungry. You find a way to get food. Your wife needs help around the house. You find a way to fucking help around the house. You find a way. And it's not about, I can't, listen, there's nothing wrong with you a thousand percent on that whole thing. And there's nothing wrong with sitting on the couch, enjoying a beer and enjoying yourself. That's fine. Right. I don't understand the guys who do that every fucking week. Yeah. And it's like, like the guys who get home, like, come on, hon, I just worked all day. Understandably. But if your wife wants attention, give her fucking attention. Right. Your kids want attention. Give them attention. They shouldn't even ask for it. It can't always be about your... It can't be about you ever. Yeah. You know when it can be about you? When you 
say you have to take a shit and you hunt in the bathroom for 45 minutes. There ain't nothing wrong My with wife that. knows exactly what's going on in there. I'm I'm YouTubing it, I'm Instagramming it, and I'm hiding from life for 10 minutes. You know, I got my men's health magazine. Yeah, I'm I, I do what I... <laughs> Benny started taking magazines in the bathroom with him now. It's so funny. He's like, Mama, I need... Because he'll come out with like his pants around his ankles. He's like, I need my magazine. His magazine's like it's the... Like Am- highlights. Dude, you know what it is? It's the, uh, it's the Amazon toy magazine. Like the oh, old school. Oh, like, I love it. Dude, he's obsessed with Christmas, he goes, hmm, Dada, did you see the blasters in the back? I'm like, he goes, I need to tell Santa about those. I'm like, relax, kid. I'm like, Santa's, uh, you know, that Santa's surviving weird. getting past COVID. That it's a little hilarious. tough right now. But I think a, a true definition of a man is no matter. And listen, be aware of how you're feeling. Be in tune with your emotions. It's right. okay to be sad. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay. But even on that note, you're a fucking man. Find a way to deal with that shit. Yeah. Go see a therapist. Go talk to someone. Go figure it out. Be honest with your spouse. Being a man is accepting when you have to be vulnerable, yeah. accepting when you're your shortcomings, but finding a way but to you're get stepping it up. done. You get it. You're stepping it up. It needs to get done. Yeah. That's a man. That's what we were talking about tonight with Evan. I mean, one of the things, I mean, unfortunately, he's he's dealing with something, uh, you know. He's very, dealing very with some heavy, heavy stuff. At this point in his life at, at 24, but he's stepping up. Incredibly so. You know. And I told him tonight, I was like, it's unfortunate you have to deal with these things. Yeah. And I told him, I was like, and this is, this is going to sound like a little bit of a, of a backhanded compliment. I was like, but what you're going through now, when you're 35, you'll be able to get through so much. Yeah. Because I feel like dealing with traumatic things or painful experiences or emotional battles, it's no different than going to the gym and lifting heavy weight to get stronger. Right. If you keep lifting every day, you'll get stronger. And the goal is five years from now, 10 years from now, to be stronger than you were 10 years ago. Right. I think it's the same thing with emotions. When you go through those things when you're younger, well, when you hit those 30s, 40s, you can deal with it because you've you've kind of hardened a little bit. And you'll see it sometimes with adults. Yeah. You know, people deal with their first traumatic experience in their 40s. Yeah. They have no idea how to deal with it. Yeah. Maybe it's great that you've gone that long in your life without a traumatic experience. That's mm-hmm. awesome. I wish I could have experienced that. But- Sometimes you need it. You need to suffer a little bit. I truly believe yeah, that. Yeah, I call it, I, it's almost like the speed bumps of life, you know, essentially. That's that, really, you gotta, that should be the title of your book, Speed Bumps of Life. Is that what it is? Speed Bumps of Life. <laughs> well, I think the Sam McHale story is Pockets, pockets of Cool. Pockets of Cool. Pockets of Cool. <laughs> Absolutely. So Sam's got Pockets of Cool. You've got Speed Bumps, speed bumps of Life. Of life. <laughs> the fuck do I got? I had a pretty, you know, it's funny, I... So my old man passed away when I was 35 and that was my first taste of, you know, real, real heavy duty. It hurts. Yeah. Oh God, is that fucking bad? But, uh, what I'm getting at, I mean, he's, he's catching it a lot younger now. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's tough. It's tough. But here, it, getting a segue to what we were talking about, we're going to talk about the personalities in each, uh, in the school. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to give you a personality type that I think is going on. There are 10 of them. Oh, And wow. they go from best to worst. Okay. Okay, so 10 to 1. So the first personality type in the school that I kind of admire is the dedicated student, like Max. Talented, committed, is there. So Max is like, he's like super dedicated, but he's also got goals. You know, he's like a dedicated competitor. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can have a dedicated student and it doesn't have to be someone that's here every single day. Right. You know, you're here twice a week, right? every single week. And that's a dedicated student. You have someone like Alan Cardella who got their purple belt 
and he's here at least once a week, right. no matter what's going on in his life. That's a dedicated student. You don't get a lot of students like that, unfortunately. No, you really don't. You know, that's that's why only 2% get on, go on to get their black belt. Right. Because to be dedicated, you have to find a way to stay dedicated. Yeah. And it's not the person going to 10 classes But a what's week. their personality? What is that? Is that like stick-to-itiveness? Is it boredom at home? I mean, what, what can, you know? So there's a lot of things that could be going on. But the one thing that I've seen with people who are truly dedicated yeah. and find a way to keep coming in, someone like yourself, Alan, Max, uh, you take someone like Manny, even someone like Evan. Right. Because Evan's pretty dedicated. Hell yeah. It's these people that have a thirst for new, for knowledge. Mm -hmm. They want to learn something new. They want to challenge themselves mentally and physically. I think that's why you're dedicated. Because I think, I think those two days I don't put myself in that week, category though. I, I put myself we'll in the going, next category. We'll keep but, going down these categories, okay. but I would consider you... And I think people can fit into multiple categories. I think you could be a different type of student and still be a dedicated right. student. But I think the people who are truly dedicated, it's like it's because you want that end goal, you want that black belt, and there's something about being here that you have to be here. Yeah. You're getting something out of this that it 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 feeds you a little bit, it fuels yeah. you a little bit. And that's but it's a combination of talent, athleticism, commitment, dedication, you know that kind of thing. So I don't know if I put myself in that category but it, it's it's that was the height well, well listen i know when i, I think know, of height of the best students that you know that's where i'm i think the best students are the dedicated students but i don't think that means that they're the best ones on the mat right because i know students who are dedicated who really aren't that good but they're always here they're dedicated or yeah. they're not necessarily here but you're they're always training so i call those that's this is the second one i call those guys great attitude people they just have great attitudes about being in they may not be the most talented but they're committed Okay, thing. so is that the second category? Yeah, the the second great category. attitude. Yeah, yeah. So you have people, and again, everything kind of falls. You can start mixing things in. You take someone like a Steve Worthington, right? Dedicated, great attitude. Yeah, he's here, but he's got a great attitude. Yeah, he like you know the, everyone around him starts getting a little bit better when he's here. <laughs> uh, Dom, beautiful Dom, example of that. Yeah. Dom's also borderline great attitude and like a clown because he's hilarious, <laughs> but. <laughs> Man, like, and, and I love that guy. He's battled his own demons. I'm not going to bring his shit on here. Um, I'm so proud of what he's been able to do and what he's been able to overcome. He's, one, he's a one in a million guy. He love really that is. guy. Yeah. I love him, but he's got a great attitude. Yeah. He comes here trying to get better, trying to, you know, make everyone around him better. Mm -hmm. You see that with the little kids. There's a couple of the young kids. Um, Dakota. Okay. She's like 10, 11. Right. Yet, great attitude. Her great attitude. Yeah. Make this kid Jax. All right. I don't want to take Dakota's spotlight away, but Dakota's like <laughs> always helping out the younger kids. Dakota's attitude is so great that she convinced her mom to start training. Okay. Just by her mom watching her. We have a six-year-old named Jax. Mm -hmm. All right. Six years old. His dad told me, look, this kid doesn't get excited for anything. Yet 445, he's at the door with his gi like, let's go. Let's go. Oh, wow. Get your keys. That's let's awesome. go. Six years old. Six years old. Wow. We we did the big Halloween class last week for okay. the little kids. It was a party. Yeah. They all came dressed up. Benny was Sonic. It was phenomenal. Okay. Uh, Juliana was terrified. Uh, you know, so she. <laughs> who, was the, who was the big dinosaur? I saw that. That was Scott. Coach oh, Scott. Well. Scott Dab. <laughs> nice. Scott. That was a phenomenal costume. I loved it. Um, 
so this is this is Jack's attitude, mm-hmm. dedicated. Six years old, this kid. Crazy. The Halloween party's over. Kids are in costumes. They're leaving. They got, you know, candy. They got their whatever. Right, right, right. He goes to Coach Max. He's like, Coach Max, are we going to do live rounds today? <laughs> and Max is like, uh, no, dude. It was like a little Halloween party. He goes, okay. I just want to train because, you know, there's a competition coming up and I need to get ready. Unbelievable. Six years old. He's like, <laughs> yeah. dude, I need to get my rounds in. He goes, okay. That's like I'll, the hair on the back of your neck yeah. stands up when you hear that. Yeah. He's like, I'll talk up today as a loss. We'll have we'll have some fun. <laughs> but just know that tomorrow I need twice as We're many rounds. Yeah. You're six, bud. Take it easy. But I love it. He's six years old. He's dedicated. What's, I, I, right I, I apologize. What's, what's Dom's daughter's name? Uh, Nans. No, okay, Adriana. Oh, we're sitting Adriana. there. Uh, I think it, I think it was Monday night. Maybe she goes. I want to. I want you to mention me on the podcast. I go. Well, you got to tell me something cool about yourself. Okay. Aside from having a cool dad, what you know? What's so cool about you? And she goes. Well, I want to be a lawyer or I want to be a doctor. That kind of thing. And I said, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, you know. But I think what you're doing with BJJ is pretty damn cool. I think that's way cooler. Yeah. And she's doing so well. And, uh, you know, Dom tells me that she, like, really loves it. Like, she just loves being here. Right. And I think it's part of, you know, number one, she's she's a girl. And she's at that age. You know, I think she's, like, 12, 11. Right. And she's really starting to enter, like, womanhood. And yeah. you start becoming a person. And this gives you a sense of self-esteem. Big time. You know, because when you're nobody, you don't know who the fuck you are when you're 11 years old. <laughs> nah. You don't know. When I was 12 years uh, old, apparently Jax knows what he. Jax what knows. He, <laughs> Jax is not dick, Jax is not messing around. He knows what he is. Like I remember being 12 years old and telling my friends, like, man, like I just really want to like grow up and not always be the funny guy telling stories. Like, right. am I ever gonna grow out of this? Oh wow. And like my friends, are like, yeah, bro, you're mature. Clearly not. Like here I am. But yeah. you know what? That's who I was. And, yeah. and I, you learn that when you get older. You have this 11 year old girl learning who she is, figuring herself out, figuring yeah. out what her weak points are, figuring out her strengths, training with adults, yeah. competing, having good moments, bad moments. All at an age where most people are trying to figure out what especially they Especially a like. girl. Yeah. Especially for a girl. It's yeah. tough being a fucking girl, man. Boys are, you know, we're all idiots. Yeah. It's not, you know, we're just trying to, you know, make sure our, our dicks don't fall off and <laughs> Even you know, at that age, we, we can wipe our ass well enough where you know we don't leave two biggest things in our underwear. But girls are very complex; they're very smart, and there's a lot going yeah. on in that head that isn't going on in guys' heads. It's so funny because I grew up without any girl effect in my life. We didn't; I didn't have a sister or oh, anything God. like that. And then I figured, okay, when I got older, hopefully I'll have a boy and a girl. I still, I only have one boy. I don't have a; I still don't have a daughter. So I really don't know anything about how they mature. But I, you know. I was the opposite. I yeah. grew up with all oh, women. women. Wow. All women. I don't know how I became this alpha male in front of you today. <laughs> That's part of it. You know, I still, I have a lot of like feminine tendencies. Like, you know, I make sure my hair is pretty and, yeah. you know, I make sure I dress well and I got to smell good. You got a good full head of hair. I'll give yeah, yeah. I, I have great hair. <laughs> I just got a haircut today. Got the, uh, got the Alvi Kalina. Um, but I have like some like, you know. Very like pussy like tendencies. Okay. Um, I think I mentioned in one, the one podcast where like I sat in my car because it was raining one time right. and like Tom's watching me from his office and then finally like I get out and I walk in. I'm all upset. He goes, dude, what the fuck were you doing in your car for like 10 minutes? I was like, bro, I was waiting for the rain to die down. He goes, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I don't want to get wet. <laughs> he like, I forget who was in the office. It might have been like Kyle Kramer or Adam or someone like that. And he looks at like, you know, whoever's there and he looks at me. He goes, man. 
you might be like the biggest pussy I know. He's like, you're tough. You're definitely the toughest pussy I know. He goes, but you got some pussy tendencies. He's like, you won't back down from a fight, but you'll hide in your car to not get wet. I'm like, yeah. I don't see what's wrong about that. I was like, I don't want to get right. in here soaked and be all uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm going to spend the rest of the night uncomfortable. Why am I going to come funny. in here uncomfortable? That is hilarious. It makes sense to me. <laughs> all right, here's, here's number three. The athletic guy. Oh, fuck that guy. Okay. I the guy. I like when that guy gets old. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a guy who I think is uber athletic in the class, Alex, who I was, okay. I was hanging with tonight. Alex, former uh, former wrestler. Just athletic as yeah, fuck. Very, we have a lot of athletes. Yeah. Justin, I think, along those lines as well. Just a really athletic dude. Yeah. He's athletic, but he's also very uh, intelligent and cerebral. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Justin, I would put Justin in a different category. Okay, and like I said, I think you can fit multiple categories because no Justin is also dedicated. Right. Justin also has a great attitude, um, but I think he's more of a cerebral player. And we'll get into those. I'm sure that's yeah, somewhere on that's the list. In there. That's in there. See, I don't even see this list, but I know <laughs> where you're going, Roy. That's because you have your feminist uh, side. Yeah, I got my women's intuition. <laughs> yes. Women are pissed off. I'm like, how dare he say that? Whatever. Uh, you're not going to cancel me. I'm like 40 of you listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and one of them is we not know, my wife. We my know wife him by him. name, Tim. Yeah, we man, it's crazy. I, we got fans. It's wild. Um, and I like like we don't have like a lot of fans, but people love it. Yeah. And like I don't know, I talk to people. So like when they message me about the podcast, I'm like, uh-huh. yeah. and I become friends with them. Ah, that's awesome. And Steph's like, where's this person from? I'm like, Sweden. She's like, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm like, I don't know. They messaged me. They like Tom. They saw the podcast. They started listening. I'm like, yeah, what's up, dude? Awesome. I'm not too big time to be like, I'm very busy right now. Right. Yeah. And if I am busy, it's not because of like jujitsu. It's because I have a job. And I'm like, right. I got to do this. Let me talk about choo-choo trains for an hour. <laughs> um, so the athletic guy. The athletic guy. We've got a ton of them here. Manny, super athletic. Yeah. Even like, you know, uh, Max, very athletic. Really, yeah. Very, very, very yeah. athletic. He, he gets it. Um, Eric Bardaji. Yeah. Very athletic. Yeah. Um, the athletic guys are fun because you can really test your jujitsu against them. Mm-hmm. Especially like if you're like a little bit higher level. Yeah. You know, they're like blue belt, purple belt. You're like a brown belt, black belt. It's like, all right, let's see if my jujitsu can control their athleticism. Right. Because those athletic guys are going to be very Fucking dependent a, on it. Absolutely. But what I find is the guys who excel and start to progress very fast understand that they're athletic. Don't use it. Okay. They're like, all right, I'm not going to use this until I need it. Let me get my ass kicked a little bit. Because you can fight out of positions just being athletic. Right. Well, don't. Don't use your strength. Don't use your athleticism. Try to use technique. Mm -hmm. People have a hard time with that. But when you start doing that, you start to excel. I remember uh, I was teaching a class at uh, Brunswick, now Gary Tone in Jiu-Jitsu. And Max was there. He wasn't a blue belt yet. And he was getting his ass kicked. And I was like, Max, use your wrestling. And I'll never forget this. He looked at me. He goes, well, yeah, I know I could wrestle, but like, that's not going to make my jujitsu better. I'd rather just get submitted a hundred times and realize my jujitsu fucking sucks and try to get that better. <laughs> and I was like, as you were. And I was like, I'm not, not going to fucking. Okay. If you're willing to get your ass kicked to make your jujitsu better, I completely. Any soldier. I completely support that. Right. Go for it. That's, that's how you're going to get better yeah. by you know, giving up to stuff you don't yeah. have. But the athletic guys, man, and you can see them from a mile away. Oh, yeah. They just look athletic. Yep. 
You know what I mean? They do the warm up. They move a little differently. You know, you slap hands. They start doing like the capoeira moves, trying to get past your <laughs> yeah. guard. You're like, this motherfucker is going to get me a tough time. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna sweep your ass, put my knee on your chest until you fucking can't breathe anymore, and then I'm the athletic guy, right? You know, or just keep training until you get old and your athleticism goes away, yeah, which happens. Definitely, oh, happens. Fucking a. I hate to say. It. All right, the next guy is the tough dude, and it goes right into what you were saying. Also, the uh, the guy that that can take a beating, that kind of thing. So there's, but he's so all about. Are you yeah, talking about like the guy who can take the beating and like you know nah, he's gonna be there or like the, the guy ma- like like the mat enforcer? No, 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 no. That that's that's down the line a little bit more. Oh God, we don't have one of those here. Thank mm, God. We got guys that can handle themselves on the mat, but I'm just saying. we we have. Uh, that's not true. We've had to use some mat enforcers. <laughs> okay, I'm talking about the guy where that's a that like has never tried BJJ before. Like like you you tend to put me with these guys a lot of times. Mm-hmm. You know when they first come in, hey Roy, go with this guy, and they're just fucking strong, mm-hmm. and they're tough. And you, they're not the most athletic, but they're very tough, yeah. you know, and you could feel like they will be something. We, we have some guys like that here who are just, they're tough. And you're like, come on, you're going to, uh, Pat Barry. Yeah. Perfect example. Yeah. You know, he, he's pretty athletic, but he's super tough. Yeah. He's just got to start getting, you know, you know, he just transferred like, I don't, don't want to say what he does for a living. Or he's a cop. He just transferred. <laughs> he's a fucking cop. I don't know why you got to be like scared to tell people that someone's a cop. Anyway. Um, he, you know, he just changed apartments. He got a mm-hmm. game. There's a lot going on. Right. It's like, man, it's like if he can get his schedule set and get in here a consistent amount of time, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean he's not dedicated. It just means, you know, life's happening. But if he can get in here consistently and mix his, his grit yeah. and his toughness yep. with the athleticism that he does have, mm-hmm. very dangerous. Yeah. It could be very, very dangerous. But he was a former catcher. So in baseball, the catcher is the guy that's usually the toughest dude. And the uh, I did not know. Well, it makes yeah. sense because they get they have those collisions. They, uh, I'll tell you. The, I'll tell you another one who's tough. Uh, Leo just got his blue belt. Oh yeah, he's he's also athletic. Yeah, he's very athletic. athletic. Yeah, he is. <laughs> fucking guy. His body's just built. Uh, Sean's a tough dude. Sean, yes, brand very new tough. purple belt. Sean yeah. is tough, man. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you someone else. I'll put in the tough category. Chris Balding. Oh, come on, of course. Chris Balding's tough as shit. Yeah. This guy will take a fucking beating yeah. and then find a way to get a sweep yeah. or, or just keep, he'll let you grind on him Yeah, and then get on top and do what he's got to do. But then he's also a wrestler. He's got that wrestler mentality. Totally. And he's also a very athletic guy. And he's athletic and he's big as shit. Yeah. <laughs> and he's old. So he's multiple categories and he's dedicated. He's multiple right. categories. Yeah. He's, plus he's the father of students in the school yeah. too. I mean, just, yeah. Yeah, he's a one in a million kind he's of He's part of the BWGC, bald white guy crew. So we got here. We got a, we got a lot of <laughs> got bald a white guys. Who is it, me? You got uh, We got you. Chris. We got Frank DiNicola. We Frankie got Chris. Did. We got Will Harz. We got- There's a tough dude, Frankie. Holy oh, DiNicola's tough as shit. Yeah. He's tough. I know. I know. <laughs> it's funny how like you got the athletic guys and they're always younger, and, it, and then like you get to the tough guys and they're older. All I That's think, a good point. You know yeah. what I think it is? I think- the old tough dude used to be the young athletic guy. Dude, I, I always say this to myself, you know, I'm like, take 30 years away from me and I'm 25 again. It's like, I hate to say it. I think I'd wreck the room because I, I, I was so athletic back then. You ain't then. wrecking me, Roy. I'll, Fuck be, all you. Up in, I'll t- be all up in 25? that. 25? <laughs> Come shit. on, man. I, I'll fucking. I'll, I was 200 pounds and I'll, I was a fucking. I'll pull the star, David, right out of your ass. <laughs> I'll fucking be all over you. <laughs> 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 oh, 
thing. The star of David okay. out of my ass. Okay, okay. got it. Have a Nikila. Have, a, have a nice nap. How about that, homie? Go to sleep. <laughs> Fuck out of here. I don't know why I did that. There was no reason year for old me, I would have fucking wrecked I the room. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why the hypothetical 25-year-old Roy wrecking the room angered the hypothetical 25-year-old. Like, yeah, you think you'll fucking take me? Yeah. Fucking Tom's, Tom's about to walk me like, both you motherfuckers couldn't handle me at 25. You know what I was doing at 25? Gordon's going to walk me like, well, I'm 24, and I'm right. literally wrecking the world. So all of you, shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is this is what old men do. But like, oh, if I was twenty five and you were twenty five, I'd kick your ass. I'm sorry, man. I it's just I have that kind of like confidence in myself. So but do I. You should have that confidence. It's thirty though. years out out of line. Now I'm like, I'll just shut the fuck and stay what, in a corner. What's that old and... phrase? It's like the older I get, the better I used to be. <laughs> Spot on. Well, let's see. 25-year-old me. It's because my son goes to me sometimes. He goes, Dad, aren't you like the best guy there? I'm like, honestly, Jay, no. I'm like, really not. I'm like, maybe like put me back in my 20s again. I I, I think I could have done pretty damn well in competition. But You're still tough as shit, man. You're in here, with tw- you're in here banging with 20-year-olds. I'm just saying. And they all love you and look up to you. That's the cool oh, thing, the you. fact that they look up to you. Okay. Because they could, and it's very common. You'll see this at places like, you know, the young guys, competitors treat the older guys like guys, oh, fucking old guys. Yeah, but these guys like hang out. They want to talk with. They love talking with you. Ah, oh, that's sweet. And not talking to you, talking with you, having conversations, mutual yeah. conversations, and they listen. But that's why I think the young guys we have coming up right now have so much potential because they, they listen really to do. everyone. Yeah, and it goes back to what you were talking about as far as like being cerebral about things. Mm. These guys are just. They just get it on such a different awareness level. It's pretty cool to see, man. It, it really gives me is. hope for the future. It really does. Absolutely. Really does. I mean, I'll be in my grave by the time they're uh, <laughs> they're making things happen. But nah, dude, you'll be hey. seeing it happen. You're young. You're not that old. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That's the only <laughs> time in this podcast I'm going to say you're young. You're Thank not that old. You. <laughs> Fucking ruin the whole little shtick we had going, making fun of Roy's old age. Love that. Twenty-five year old Roy talking shit. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Oh, give, or give me a little bit more Tom again. I love that. that. Son. <laughs> but he gets super worked up. He gets the fucking veins in the top of his head. Jesus Christ. I hope he never listens to this podcast because he's going to fucking beat my ass. I, I see him every now and then. Tell stories now, motherfucker. Tell this story. <laughs> tell this story, motherfucker. Tell him about the time I came to school and I beat the fuck out of you in front of your wife and kids. Tell this story. It's fucking going to happen like tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Woo. All right. Here's the next one. Love you, you, Tom. The guy that's not too athletic or tough, but he works hard. Okay. 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 All right. You don't have to name people because we're getting like in the worst, you know, worser (laughs) category. You don't have to name people in the class that are like that. So I'm going to be honest with you. We have... You've got a few of those guys. We got a few of those guys. They're not those. athletic. They're not that tough, but they work hard. You know, they're yeah, taking their beatings. Know, but you know what's the thing about those guys? What's that? They're a pain in the ass. <laughs> they, are, yes. they are. I agree. Because they understand that they're not the toughest guy in the room. They understand they're not the most athletic guy in the room. So they really focus on what they do have. Right. Like, I'm just going to learn jujitsu yeah. and hope it fucking works. Yeah. Uh, Pete McHugh says it in his podcast all the time. Let the jujitsu do the heavy lifting. That's beautiful. These guys literally do that. They're like, listen, if this shit works, I should be able to learn it and it should be able to work against right. anyone. And there's people like that. And I'm going to say one person's name. Okay. 
Because, listen, they're not the most athletic in the room. Okay. And they're not the toughest. In the sense that they're not like, you know, like that, like, alpha, like, I'm so fucking tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's tough because he's a pain in the ass. Who's that? Because he's technical. And he's always like, oh, I felt terrible that round. And I'm like, well, you really did a fucking great job. Right, right, right. Well, you really weren't trying. Mm, I was. I just couldn't do it. If you say so. <laughs> fucking Jensen, my little Winnie the Pooh. Oh, my God. That's I love, spot but on. But Jensen's a pain in the ass. He is. He and, is. like, he'll think. He's a pain in the ass on a number of levels. But he's a pain that. in the ass. <laughs> fucking, I, listen, and I say this about so many people, but I, I truly mean this. I fucking love Jensen. Who doesn't? I love him. When he comes in, I always make it a point to, like, call him out. Like, I'll come out of the office and be like, Jensen, love you, buddy. My little Jenny bear. Oh, yeah. But I do because he's phenomenal. He, he, he cares is. about the school. He's got the right attitude. Yeah. He's dedicated. He gets in. Absolutely. He trains hard, and it's like he doesn't have all these you know mm-hmm. these accolades that people have. He doesn't. He's not six foot one. He's not two hundred twenty mm-hmm. pounds. He's not a former wrestler or Absolutely. boxer. He's a guy that started training jujitsu because he liked it. Yep. And he kept doing it. Yeah. And he's become a pain in the ass. Yeah. And he's technical. His guard is pretty tough to pass. Yeah. He'll give people a hard time. Yeah. And you can see like when it messes. Not with only people. that, he, when you get him inside control. He doesn't allow the uh, the subs no, to occur. He recovers. He knows pretty exactly quickly. where he needs to be, and he gets the fuck out of. Uh, he does. They're all technical. Yeah. yeah, that's why I love when he goes against like the younger technical guys because right, like right. they'll have like good positions, and like Jensen just like you know bridges, upas, shrimps out, yeah. recovers guard. They're that's like, exactly what the fuck? What it it's is. Like, he's doing jujitsu. Yeah, he's doing jujitsu. Yeah, just a hard working dude. Absolutely love him. Yeah, love, I we love those. He guys. and I always talk music too. By the way. Big music. He used to be like a big like emo guy. <laughs> he like, likes to sort of like um, like scream and cry at the same time. Yeah, kind of that. That's that's yeah. a really good uh, way of putting it. But I sit outside your window just to say that I love you. Da-da-da-da. Then you say that we're just best friends, and I'm like, please don't let it be true. Da-da-da-da. Shit like that. <laughs> yeah. My heart like is a, breaking. Like a little bit more obscure Blink 182 type of thing. Yeah, he's he like likes. into like the used, mm-hmm. taking back Sunday. Misfits, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> wants to wear like, you know, the checkered vans and the fucking, right. the suspenders with a tie and shit like that. <laughs> I was thinking of somebody else. I'm not going to mention it, but uh, just he, uh, he competed recently and uh, just he's working hard. You know, he's just, uh, we got a lot of those guys. I'll tell you, you know, we have someone who, uh, so I'll give you a perfect, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so Jack, Jack, Jack is also about to become a lawyer. Right. <laughs> so he's like yeah. going to law school, yeah. train jujitsu. And you know, he, when we say that someone's not athletic, I don't mean that they're not an athletic person. I mean that we've got some guys that like legit could have like, like played college sports. Like, right. You know, they have that genetics. Mm-hmm. Jack, even like someone like, uh, like Jeff DeLuca. Yeah. 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 Right. They're just very unassuming. Mm-hmm. Like you look at them and you're like, okay, this, you know, they're like what? Five, eight, five, nine, five, yeah. 10, between 140, 170 yep. pounds. They look like your average Joe. Yeah. And they're not super explosive. They're not super strong. They're not super anything. But they work hard. But they work their ass off. Yeah. And you know what they become? They become a fucking they problem. Become, they become great jujitsu artists. They become good at this shit. Yeah. And I love those guys. Yeah. Because that's, you know, people are like, oh, jujitsu's for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely for the athletic people. Yes. It's definitely for the fucking tough guys. Yep. But when the athleticism stops working, the athletes disappear. Great point. When the tough guy gets beat by the jack 
or the Jeff right, or the right. Jensen, they disappear. Yeah. But the guys that just come in here trying to improve themselves and start beating people that they really shouldn't be beating yeah. or keeping up in a fight with people they shouldn't be oh, keeping yeah. up in a fight with. Yeah. I love those fucking guys because that's, that's why I opened up a school. Yeah. Because I want to take the guy who's trying to become a lawyer, the guy who's in a cubicle all day and be mm. like, I yep. can make you a dangerous human being. Oh, yeah. And change. And he will be too. He's already there. Jackie's going to be a dangerous He's tough as shit. He competed. Yeah. And when he was on, he goes, that was fucking different. I was like, no shit. I told you it was. <laughs> he goes, wow. Eye-opening experience. I was like, you're going to do it again? He goes, absolutely. I'm like, I fucking love it. Awesome. And then you get someone like Jeff. Jeff came up to me one day and was like, mm -hmm. listen. He goes, professor, I have no intention of competing. I was like, okay. He goes, but I still want to help the competitors. Yeah, that's I'm like, a great attitude. Right I'm like, there. okay. He Love goes, that. so if you want to throw me in there with the guys who are competing and just, you know, let them, you know, let them, they can beat me up and I'll do my best. He yeah, goes, yeah, I yeah. I'd love to do it. And in doing that, he's gotten so much better. Yeah. Where it's like, he probably could compete. He's a great do, kid. He could compete kid. and do well. I love those guys. Those guys are my favorite. Yeah. Um, sometimes I feel like they don't get as much of my attention as they should. And that's because here's who gets my attention. I mean, you're pretty good about bringing everybody into this, into a, into your own space. I try. I yeah. try to make it a point because I, I genuinely care about all yeah. my students and I want to make sure that they all get my attention. Right. But a lot of my attention goes to A, the people who are dealing with shit and they need professors five minutes of attention to talk about real shit. Right. Or my competitors. And there's always a competition coming up. But I really try not to like give anyone any special treatment. I try to treat them all the same and make them all feel special. Yeah. Because they are, man. Like... Yeah. Like we started this podcast They're talking babies about babies in a sense. Well, you know, I mean, we too, yeah. like we, we started this podcast talking about my truck and I'm not accomplishing that. I'm not getting that. If I don't have people investing in me yeah. coming in here and saying like, I, I, tr I, I believe this guy, let me do it. Like, I don't look at my students like numbers. I don't look at them as like, yeah. Oh, let me see. What's this membership. I don't look at the memberships. It's like, Ooh, that's going to make a horrible noise in the podcast. I genuinely care. Yeah. And it's like, you're, you're trusting me. You're investing in me. You're, you're believing in my dream and what I'm trying to do. The least I can do is give you my fucking time yeah. and my attention. Yeah. That's why I take it very serious when I'm out there. If I teach a shit class, it haunts me for the night. Yeah, but that's a whole other subject. And it's a big subject too. You know, how to run a good school, how to be a good coach. Oh, how to God, be a good I don't teacher, even know if I'm the guy to talk about that. Yeah. Not yet. Yeah. We'll bring on Tom. He can talk about that. He's successful with that <laughs> shit. Listen, motherfucker. You want to fucking run a school? Here's how you run a fucking school. All right. Now, <laughs> all right, now I'm going to give you the four, the the last four. We did six, and those are pretty positive, uh, pretty positive people ones. in the school. Now we're getting into the four, uh, the next four that are, that are really beginning to. Right. Mm. Number one, the guy that complains about injuries. Oh, God. <laughs> Here's the thing. You're doing I'll give it a break. I'll give it to some people. Listen, some people that, have legitimate injuries. Yeah. Frank Nicola. Yeah. Will Harz. Yep. They got injuries. Yeah. So when something hurts, I gotta literally go out of my way and be like, stop. Yeah. Take the round off. What are you doing? Yep. That's legit. You do get people that complain about all types of injuries. Yeah. I've had people take two weeks off because they fucking broke a fingernail. <laughs> I didn't hear about that one. Mm -hmm. I just heard about the pinky guy. You got the pinky guy too. Love, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, I love that guy. He's a great guy. Right. But it's like you're talking about a, a pinky. But he's the pinky guy. Like, you hurt your pinky. Right. I don't know what you want me to tell you right now. <laughs> like, like I, I have to do 
a self-assessment when I wake up every morning to see what doesn't hurt what? <laughs> and what I will be able to do. Yeah. You're talking about a pinky. I wish that was my only injury, a fucking pinky. I'd chop it off and call it a day. Well, that's what a lot of like professional athletes say. There are some guys that just, you know, they'll they'll take a, a game off. They'll always you be know? The, they just need to be in the trainer's office. Yeah, and it's the old school guys that are like what the fuck when I was that age, you know, when I was in football at that yeah. time, it was like, you get out there no matter what. Well, I was like, you know, when someone would be hurt, Throw a cortisone shot in there and I'm all set. Yeah. Someone would be hurt. And like the coach would be like, what did you injure? Your vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say that now, no. but, uh, oh, you but, can. who gives a shit? Yeah, you can fucking hurt your vagina. <laughs> but, um, no man. I mean, you know, the thing you have to understand is like, and I don't want to bust those guys, but I, I've known guys that like, as soon as you start the round, like, uh, don't do this, don't do that. Don't do this, don't do that. You know, those guys. Which is fine. Yeah. But you can't be, like, if you're doing that all the time, it's yeah. like, it's like, are you hurt or are you injured? Yeah. Because if it hurts, you got to find a way. Either tape it up, avoid certain positions. Yeah. If you're injured, take time off. Right. But if you're constantly hurt, and here's the one thing, too. If you're constantly hurt, reassess how you're training. That's a great point. Reassess yeah. how you're training. Because it's not everyone hurting you. Yeah. How are you getting hurt? Yeah. You're probably hurting your fucking self. Yeah. Doing dumb stuff. Going for techniques you shouldn't be going uh -huh. for. Doing moves you shouldn't be doing. Um, forcing things you shouldn't force. Yeah. Going too hard against people yeah. who now turn it up and you're like, whoa, why are you going so hard? Because you're going hard. Yeah. If you're always saying, if you think everyone's an asshole, it's not everyone. It's you. <laughs> A lot of times. Yeah. So if you're always injured, you got to reassess and be like something... And it's one thing to get hurt here and there. It's going to happen. Injuries are going to happen. We're doing a combat sport. Injuries are going to happen. Sometimes you might miss a week. Sometimes you might miss a year. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about the ACL. prima donna types. You know what I'm, who I'm talking about. Yeah, man. Those people so, need to reassess. Yeah, they really do. And sometimes they need to reassess their whole life. Definitely. Definitely. And be like, if, like you're like. They're, are, they're are on the off ramp out of this uh, uh, whole thing. I know like, those you times. Know, you can hear it right away. Like, oh, professor, my wrist started hurting. It's yeah. like, from what? Like, well, I'm typing all day. And it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like, what's well, right. you can do about that? Here's the next one. Mm -hmm. The guy that doesn't come to class. You know? The guy that fucking quit? They don't quit, but they don't come to class. So or what are they, they showing up for? That's my point. That's the third the third from the bottom in my mind. The guy that just doesn't want to come to class for some reason. They just show up at the open mats? Possibly. I yeah, don't even you know. Those guys. You know? I, I just, I, I, I feel bad because I miss the, those guys a lot of times. You got to ask yourself why these people aren't here though. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's where I step in and I reach out and I try to get people yeah. in. But listen, even I can only reach out so much. Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't harass you to get in here. You got to get in. Yeah. Plain and simple. You know, I'll reach out to you, you know, two weeks, a month, mm -hmm. two months. After that, it's like, dude, I got to take care of the students who are here. Yeah. They're here. They demand my attention. Yep. So. I, I could see just as we're bringing up these subjects of the people that, you know, are further down in the personalities that I could see in your in your face, you're getting a little bit more intense. <laughs> you know, you love talking about the kids that do great, that are great athletes and all that bunch. But when you start talking about this crowd. You know? Well, because you know what it is, too. It's like uh, when you start getting into this crowd, the injured person, the person who's not coming in, in a weird way, they command the most attention. Yeah. And sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, they almost demand it. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, well, I haven't heard from you in a month. It's like, 
So I got to babysit you to come to fucking class? <laughs> right. Dude, I got I got guys here every night. Right. I can't be fucking taking care of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know we changed the schedule. Okay. So be here. Yeah, exactly. So be here and you would have known we changed the, the schedule. Check the yeah. website. Yeah. It's not that hard. Listen, last Saturday, right. my son had a soccer game. It was a rainy day. I get an email on Thursday. Right. And I remember I got an email, so I kept in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, there's an email from the soccer league. I'll, I'll take a look at it later. And Steph was like, I don't know if Benny's game is going to get canceled. Just you should be getting an email from the coach an hour before. I'm like, an hour before is calling it tight. It really That's is, a little yeah. tight. So I was like, let me go check that email. I open up the email. You know what the email says? Because of the weather, we won't know what will be going on for Saturday. If your coach does not reach out to you, please check the township website. Right. As it will be posted there well before the start time of games. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, 8.30 in the morning. I'm like, oh, all games are canceled. I text staff. She goes, oh, they messaged you. I was like, no, I read my email and I went to the website. The website has all the information. I'm actually proactive. Yeah. 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 You know, fucking do some research. It's in, <laughs> you have a, you can literally just look at your phone instead of like looking up what's, you know, the, the latest porn hub porn or what cars are for sale One of my favorite sites, or, you know, yeah, going on Instagram and, you know, checking all the reels on TikTok, all the cowboys with the, <laughs> right. when the sun goes down, all that shit, whatever you're doing, go to the Montgomery BJJ website. Right. And just check the schedule. Yeah. It takes two seconds. Mm-hmm. Instead of like, oh, professor, will you be posting? Fucking go check online. Yeah. Go check online, please. Yeah. Help me out a little bit. But that's where I get frustrated. These people, the injuries, not showing up. And sometimes they need <laughs> the attention. This is the but crap. man, they fucking demand it sometimes. <laughs> and it's like, why should you be getting my attention? Right. There are two more types. And I don't want to get you too pissed off. Let's, I don't get pissed off. I get fired. You want to fucking knock on the glass? <laughs> you, you, you fucking hurt? <laughs> Motherfucker. I don't got a fucking ACL in either legs. All three of my legs, no ACLs. Three legs? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Some people, some people, some people are going to catch that joke. (laughs) All right, here's this guy, the bully. Uh, I don't like him. Yeah, I know you don't. I don't like him. All right. I only know. only one way to deal with a fucking lion. I don't think we have any of those in this in, in our school. No, there's a reason for it. Okay, <laughs> you need to have them. I'm not talking about the enforcer. There are there there are plus. I'm talking about the the asshole bully. Yeah, you got to shut those down. Yeah, you have to because they're not good for your school. Do you address that immediately or like how do you? So here's what you have to understand, and this is where I hope my students listening hear this. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Who the student is. Right. If there's an issue, tell me. Yeah. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Coach Justin. I don't care if it's Coach Max, Coach Scott. I don't care if it's you. Right. If there's an issue, bring it up to me. Yeah. Because I could either address it with you who's complaining be like, well, there's a reason why that happened. Or I can be like, hmm, maybe I'm missing something. Yeah. You know, and I got the cameras. I try to pay attention to as much as I can. I, I catch a lot of stuff. Sometimes you miss things. Sometimes people don't want to tell me things because I'm a professor and they don't want to get anyone in trouble. Right. You got to tell me so I can address it. And I address it fucking either verbally or physically. <laughs> I'm going to let you know what the fuck I expect here. Right. But you have to do that. Right. This is, this is my ship. I'm the captain of this ship. If it's going to go down, it's going to be because of me. Right. It ain't going to be because one fucking guy is beating everybody's ass. And we had someone like that here. Mm-hmm. Doesn't train here anymore. Uh, they wanted to get ready for a competition. And 
the first thing I told him was like, listen, if you're going to compete, it's going to be tough training. Don't take it personal. It's tough training. Had a very tough night. Never came back. This person couldn't train with anyone. Went too hard and didn't understand what they were doing wrong. Right. So eventually I told him, I was like, you know what? Fucking give it back. They don't like it. Give it back. And one night I had to, you know, fucking put it on him a little bit. Because he went a little bit too hard with one of our female students. And by a little bit too hard, I mean like he like basically like assault. Wow. I stopped it halfway through the round. I was like, stop. You get out of here. I was like, tell me how you like it. And I put him in the same position he had her in. And he did not enjoy it. Yeah. It's a bully. That's what I'm talking about. You see them a lot in the kids class too. Do you? Yeah. And we address it. Yeah. I usually tell the parents. I'm like, your son's a little bit of a bully. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like watch your child. Watch how they treat the smaller kids. And watch how they treat the bigger kids. Uh-huh. And they catch it. That's interesting. I call them out. I'm not here to be like, well, let's talk about little Timmy. No, Timmy's a dick. <laughs> so let's take a look at what he's doing. Okay. And I'm going to see it. Because I've been dealing with these kids for the last, you know, 12, 13 years. I see gotcha. it. Gotcha. Don't okay. like the bullies. There's no All room right. for them here. Here's the last one. The school cancer. The guy that's just... You know, here. so I, I really... Here's the thing. I, and we really haven't had any situations like that. But um, we did have one student who we had guys getting ready for a competition. Right. And he's a good student. He was a, he was a great guy. I got nothing wrong against this guy. But he showed up like the Wednesday or Thursday before the competition. And he's like, yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm all ready for Saturday. I'm like, what are you doing on Saturday? He's like. Well, the competition. I'm like, I'm like, dude, like, I haven't, I haven't seen you in two months. He's like, I was here last week. I'm like, okay. Right. And what about the weeks before that? He's like, well, I've been training on my own. And I'm like, dude, like, this is a team. Right. I was like, like, this is a team. I was like, you see the guys who are here, and it was like, you know, eight guys who were training with each other every night. Right. You know, four or five nights a week, getting in extra rounds. Getting ready for this competition, building that camaraderie. Right. You're not here for that. So to these guys, who the fuck are you? Yeah. To be competing. And, you know, I made him go with, you know, Christian. Christian, if you're listening to this in Hawaii, God bless you. We miss you, brother. One of a kind. Uh, One of a kind. The man. Yeah. Christian was white belt at the time. You know, Christian submitted him four times. He was, or submitted him twice. The guy was a blue belt. He's like, should I be embarrassed? I was like, no, it's not about you being embarrassed. Just understand that you're going to be going up against someone. You're ranked now. This yep. is what a white belt just did to you. I was like, you're not ready. He goes, well, then I'll just, I'll just compete not under your team. I was like, that's not the point. Yeah. I was like, the point is. They just don't get This it. is a team. And you know what he said? He said, you know, you keep saying this is a team. It's not. It's an individual sport. And as soon as he said that, I was like, you know what? I was like, I don't think we're the school for you. Yeah. He's like, are you serious? I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, there's, it's nothing personal. It's just, we're not the right school for you. I was like, I have a vision on what I want for the school. I have an idea on what I want the school to be. I've seen this vision since I was a white belt and this is what I wanted to create. You don't fit that vision. Yeah. And he left and you know, he's, he's still training. He competes and he's doing well and I wish him nothing but the best. We just weren't the right fit for him. Yeah. And you know, I'll, t- I'll say it again. He wasn't the right fit for us. Right. And that's okay. But you gotta eliminate that. That's what I'm saying. You gotta eliminate it. You gotta eliminate it. Cut it out. Because then what happens is I can stand up there and talk all the shit I want. And I, I don't talk about like I'm not a fucking perfect person. I'm not like, oh right. well, I'm Jesus. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is team. We work together. 
We're helping the person next to us. We're doing this. We're doing that. I can't say that and then have a guy who doesn't show up for three months compete. And I'm like, all right, buddy, see you out there. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, it's not the way it works. I got to maintain some sort of integrity while I'm out there. Because once one person calls you for bullshit, everybody calls you for bullshit. Yeah. And it falls apart. Perfect example, the Chicago Bears, when they had Mike Ditka, they were all behind Ditka. And then Ditka would start telling the guys, hey, you shouldn't take that endorsement. That's not a good endorsement. And then he would take it. Oh, really? He lost, he, yeah, he lost the locker room that way. I can see that. Jesus, fuck. He lost the locker room. I didn't know that. Wow. Um, all right, so we passed through all the uh, the 10 personality types. Yeah. That uh, and, you, and you maintain your composure quite nicely. I'll give you one more personality type. <laughs> okay, go. One more personality type. Go. That next generation guy. Okay. Right. You get those guys who are already thinking about they want to become a coach. They want to open up a school. Okay. They're yeah. already thinking about down the line. Right. The down the line guy. I like that. I love those guys. Yeah. And w I'm going to tell you right now, you don't see them everywhere. We got a couple of those guys in this school. Absolutely. Off the top of my head, I can pick four or five guys that I think should and probably will have an academy within the next five to ten years. Wow. And I'm, I, I didn't do it. I'm very grateful that they happen to walk in through my doors. Those are people that are expanding the BJJ culture, and you, you can know, already see the they're thing. they're thinking next yeah. level. Absolutely. And uh, you know they walked in here and they already kind of had that in there, and all I had to do was just kind of push them in the right direction. Got it. Okay, I'm gonna get back to cars now because now that we're talking personalities, I want to like kind of name the kind of describe the kind of guy that drives an SUV. A family man, okay, that doesn't want to accept that he needs a minivan. <laughs> that, that's me. No toys about it. <laughs> All right, name the kind of guy that drives, or describe the kind of guy that drives a truck. Well, <laughs> Listen, I think there's two types of guys that drive a truck. I think there's guys that literally like to have a truck. They're kind of big. They want some room. They like them some power. I also think trucks sometimes are driven by guys who are overcompensating. Oh, yeah. You ever notice there's two types of guys that drive a truck. One guy's going to get out. He's going to be big, burly, and you know like this guy needs a truck. One guy's going to get out. He's going to be about five foot two, 140 pounds, and that truck is lifted four feet. It's got the biggest tires, biggest everything. <laughs> you're like, my man, we get it. We get it. All right. Who drives a sedan? Because you have a sedan. I do. Have, yeah, but my sedan's kind of fucking sporty. It is. But it's a badass sedan. Okay. Depends. Have what they, kind of sedan? Yeah, I guess there are sports sedans in there. You're right? talking about a sports sedan? I'm talking about Fucking it, the it, coolest it. people in the world drive that shit. That's who. <laughs> fucking I drive that thing. You know, Tom the Blast drives a little sporty sedan. Okay. Very cool. Now I'm going to give you brands okay. of cars. And oh, you God. Here we go. Do. All right, we'll start with the German uh, cars, Audi. People that like nice things, yeah, but are also smart with their investments. Okay, I see. Audi to me is the most sort of like uh, design conscious of the German cars. You know, it's the most sort of fashion forward of the cars. I agree, but I think someone who's driving an Audi is like, look, I want German engineering. I want that fine, but I'm not going to spend sixty thousand dollars on a Mercedes. I gotcha. All right. The, who drives a Mercedes? Uh, people that have money or people that want you to think they have money? <laughs> One or the other. Either people who are rich or people who are in debt. That's who's I driving I don't understand Mercedes. the guy that drives the older Mercedes, though. Maybe he yeah. likes that shit. It's vintage. I guess so. I don't know. And the guy that drives the Because he paid $60,000 for it. He's going to keep that shit till it fucking dies. That's why. <laughs> See, if I was going to buy a German car, which I never will, 
But if I was, I, really, I, why not? I'm just kidding. You know exactly why. <laughs> I think 40, 50, 60 years ago, I, I got a grudge against those folks. Uh, <laughs> true story. You know who was at the? You know the? You know the Volkswagen car company. Uh-huh. Do you know who was at the ribbon cutting for the very <laughs> oh, first Volkswagen yeah. factory? Yeah. Give you a hint. <laughs> yeah. My buddy. Uh, who drives a BMW? Because that would that would be my car if I were to drive a German. Who drives car. a BMW? Yeah. Uh, if it's a white one series or three series BMW, uh, let's it's call a, it a five or a seven series guy. A five or a seven? Yeah, because I I'd probably be driving that. I'm gonna say it's someone who's successful who still wants to feel young. Okay, I can I can get behind that. I I because it's a subtle car to me. Those five or sevens are very subtle, but they got some power. Yeah, and they are luxury to the T. Yeah. Uh, my good friend, Mr. Uh, Mr. Sean drives a five series. Beautiful. Okay. I sit in that thing and I fucking take a nap. I'm like, this thing's fucking great. But he goes, he <laughs> yeah. goes. Now, if I were to drive a German car, that would be the car I'd drive. My kid wants a fucking Audi. I'm like, hey, stop it. They're sexy, man. Yeah, they really are. All right. They're sexy. Who drives a Lexus? You. Yes. You drive a Lexus. Thank you. Reliable. Adults. Absolutely. <laughs> Adults are money. But if I need to, if I need to like pass a car on the highway... I throw my, you know, my, my Lex handles it. They're great. I'll tell you what. I remember uh, Tom had a Lexus, and then he got a Cadillac, and he went back to a Lexus. Okay. And I remember when I was looking for cars, before I got the the Lincoln, he's uh-huh. like, dude, I never had an issue with my Lexus. That's and this is back road. when Tom was, like, fighting MMA, putting, like, 2,000 miles on his car a week. Wow. Yeah. A week. He's like, bro, I never had a problem. I I. I I stand behind this car. I'm I've a never, huge cheerleader for Lex. Never had an issue with my Lincoln. Yeah. Not all one. right. What about the, uh, 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 all right, let's go to the American cars. Corvette? You know, you know who drives a Corvette. Or a Camaro. You know, you know who drives a Corvette. <laughs> who? Tell me. Old dudes who can't get their dick hard. So that's who's driving a Corvette. <laughs> that's, who, that's, that's what we Old, say. that's their, uh, that's their uh, ad slogan. So this is, a, this is a true story. And I don't think he's going to care Old if I share dudes. it. Uh, Gordon has a white Corvette. It's okay. his, it's his dad's, All right. uh, big Gord's Corvette. Now I've known, I knew big Gord for years. What year is this? Just so I know what, what, the uh, your car. I think he's got like a 94 Corvette. It's okay. like, it's like I the know limited that. edition, like Daytona. Yeah, I know that. I know that it's like pretty cool. Yeah. It's like, it's like, like a little bit limited edition thing okay. on it. It's like, I got you. let's take it back like 10 years. Okay. It's like 2011 Saturday morning, Brunswick BJJ. Next to the stop and shop, 9.30 in the morning. Uh-huh. I got the teens class going. I got a young Gordon Ryan, a young Nikki Ryan. I got a stable full of like 12, 13, 14-year-old killers. They were just oversized, mm-hmm. so I just taught them some shit, and they did really well. Right. And outside, in the Corvette, with the top down, music blaring. And we're talking like Tupac. <laughs> Big Gordon. Would be blasting. Big Gord music. was a was a, uh, uh, a rap Big guy. Big Gord was the f- a f- legend, and he would be sitting out there, eyeing up all the moms going into the stopping shop. He like, <laughs> "What's up, sweetheart? You like Corvette? You like Corvette?" And he would like rev it up, and I'd be like, "Gordon, your dad's gonna get the fucking whole school shut down." He's like, "That? That's Big Gord. He's out there doing what he does. He'd be out there revving up like, "What's up, sweetheart?" What's up, sweetheart? I fucking loved him. I just seen him in that Corvette. Even like Gordon sent me a video of him driving the Corvette like right. himself. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, man, that fucking Corvette. Like I remember like when your dad would pull That's up with that thing. Shit. It was amazing. 
That uh, was amazing. But yeah, uh, that's who drives a Corvette. That are just dudes that want to go super fucking fast. We had my next door neighbor when I was growing up had a Corvette, and he was like, he was always trying to be the guy that like, sort of like, would show off a little bit. He'd, he'd go through the neighborhood doing sixty, you know that kind of guy. I'll tell you yeah. what, you know, I said I said Corvettes are for like old dudes that can't get their dick hard. I'm going to get a bunch of dudes like, oh, I ain't old and look at my dick. I'm like, whoa, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I didn't ask for You'll all be this. You'll getting dick pics. Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, fucking of course. <sighs> that's my, that's my life. So. It's your fate. My neighbor has a fucking Corvette. Okay. I would tell you right now, this car is sick. This car is has sick it? and he's not an old man. He's probably in his like early 40s. You know, he's done pretty well for himself. They've right. got a nice little stable of vehicles. Um, Him and his, uh, his husband, Steven. Uh phenomenal fucking corvette he's also mm-hmm. a fucking great neighbor I love oh, okay. him. like he's always telling yeah. me what's going on like when i come he goes just want to let you know so and so i was like i was like my man i appreciate that he goes you know your truck was hanging over the driveway i saw so-and-so looking at him if the hoa sends a message i was like if the hoa sends me an email I'll tell him to go fuck themselves great neighbor <laughs> i love him he's a great guy he always like goes outside like sneaks his cigarettes so he's like he's kind of like you know he's, he's that guy he's like paying attention to the whole like little like development watching everything uh, he it. knows everything about everyone he has that harvey firestein voice that hell he does. kind he's of like, thing yeah, you gotta watch out for this guy you gotta watch out. <laughs> he's like i love the truck i was like thanks brother he's got so he's got the corvette <laughs> he's got a uh the gmc uh sierra that's a beautiful truck too denali edition yeah oh wow and then they've got the uh, they got a BMW uh, X7. Alrighty, very. They cool. got they they're fucking balling. I was like, damn. Right, who drive like, Who drives a Caddy? You know who drives a Cadillac? Uh-huh. People that like to be comfortable in luxury. Pete, you know who drives a Cadillac? Uh-huh. The guy who likes to sit outside on the rocking chair and enjoy a nice <laughs> a nice fall afternoon with a cigar, though. Yeah, yeah, that's who drives a Cadillac. I hear you. You know why? Because I test drove a Cadillac. I'm like, this thing is fucking slow as shit. <laughs> now, now, you mentioned Corvette. Right. You mentioned Cadillac. It's pretty much the same engines. They have a little baby called yeah. the CTSV. I was going to go with the CT6. Oh, well, yeah, the CT6 too. Yeah. It's a fucking Cadillac with a Corvette engine. Yeah. That car, that's the best of both worlds. Yeah. That's like, you want to like live mm-hmm. life and be, this is, this is your car. Yeah. Fucking Gordon has a CTSV. Does he? I fucking hate that kid. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a CTSV. He's got his dad's old Corvette. He's got the he's got the truck. He's got he, now he's got the no, not he's got the, the truck. truck. Okay. Yeah. He's got the Mazda Miata. <laughs> Are you dressed Mazda? How's he even fit in that thing? I don't fucking know. He picks it up. He can just move it wherever Pookie he wants. Pookie had a uh, had a Mazda uh, MX-5. I remember when Pookie had that Mazda. Yeah, she she loved. She what's Pookie, loves what's Pookie driving now? She I got her a uh, Lexus IS. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Three uh, two fifty. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. Uh, look. I remember when she was gonna get it. My she's wife like, just loves these sports cars, and yeah. she's like, she's not. You know, the best driver. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you said that. Not me. I told Steph, I was like, you want to drive the truck? She goes, oh my God, it's so big. I'm like, it's perfect. Yeah. I'm like, you'll survive. <laughs> I'm like, God bless the people behind you. But uh, yeah. She used to drive a uh, Hyundai Tiburon, my wife. That was my first car. Yeah. I, when you said it to me, I, I totally. Uh, uh, her name was Bonnie, 2003. Rally that, Red Hyundai Tiburon. That's what Tiburon. she had. Yeah, she had, not Rally Red, but uh, uh, she had it in white. It. I love that car. Did, was that the one with the blue uh, lighting inside? Or was it uh, because Laney had both that level, the 2003, and then she also had the next level, 
with the, uh, with the, the blue lighting. The blue inside. light on the inside. It was beautiful. I got that car brand new. Yeah. My, a, my son fucking wrecked it. I had that car for 10 years. I put like 200,000 miles on it. Wow. And then it like stopped. Oh, like, Hyundai's like, a great car. It started dying. And like my mom was giving me shit. She goes, I don't know how it's dying. The Altima's got 300,000 miles. I'm right. like, that's a lot of miles. <laughs> you can't expect every car to do that. That's a fucking unicorn. Yeah. The Altima, they're like, yeah, it dies. You know how to take care of it. I'm like, I had it for 10 years. <laughs> then I got the Altima. Yeah. Which, you know, it was a good car. You know, my mom helped me get it. I didn't have a job. I didn't have money. Mm-hmm. So, you know. All right. Who drives a Lincoln? Me and Matthew McConaughey, motherfucker. There That's you who drives go, the Lincoln. Fucking, I was Talk driving. up the Lincoln. Let's hear uh, it. Dude, I love my Lincoln. Okay. I remember when I was 17, I wanted a Lincoln LS. Wow. We went to the Lincoln dealership. And this is a true story. Uh-huh. The car salesman talked me out of getting it. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. He looked at a, he looked, my aunt took me, my aunt Rosie took me and she was like, yeah, you know, he really wants this car, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Rosie was you know, working for transit, doing really well. Mm-hmm. And she was going to help me get this car. And the guy's like, look, kid, I really shouldn't be doing this. He's like, you get this car. No one's going to believe it's yours. That's what I said to my son too. He's he like, wants to buy an Audi. I'm like, yeah, yeah I'll really look at you like you're driving your dad's car. Yeah. He's like, everyone's going to think you're driving your, your dad's car. Right. He's like, get something that's age appropriate. Yeah. I was like, are you serious right now? <laughs> You're talking me out of this one. It was like, it was closing. So you can tell he maybe just didn't want to do the fucking paperwork. He's like, listen, go look at some different cars. Go right. look at something more sporty. Go look at something, you know, if this is the price range you're looking at, you can do a lot of cars. Mm-hmm. He's like, if you still want the LS, come back. You know, we'll get you in one. Right. So I started looking at Mustangs. I drove one Mustang, drove like shit. Did you ever think of the Wranglers or anything like that? Or? No, I wanted a speed car, man. Listen, okay. bro, it was 2003. I was 17. Fast and the Furious had just come yeah, out. I was trying to be I Dom Toretto. <laughs> I was wearing sleeveless tees and just like only working on my biceps. That's guns. it. I was working on my tries just so I could flex and look like right. Dom Toretto. You know, and it worked. I was fucking pretty jacked when I was like 17. Nice. But um, I love that car, man. I used to whip it around. And then it just, you know, it died. Her name was Bonnie. She was my, my first love. <laughs> My first love. I then I got the Altima, and then I got the Lincoln, and I got the truck. There you go. You're, I like the uh, the progression. Yeah. You see my wife's progression. She yeah. went from a Mitsubishi Lancer uh-huh. to uh, the Nissan Murano, and now she's got the... Uh, okay. Now she's got the Mitsubishi Lincoln. Mitsubishi makes some pretty cool cars. Yeah, she had like a little like, sporty car. Yeah. She was trying slight. to be like, she was that girl. All right. You know, fucking hoop earrings and her nails done, <laughs> hanging out with the boys at Dunkin' Donuts, doing God knows what, dating a bunch of fucking dorks. Thank God I came in and saved her life, showed her what a real man's about. <laughs> Poor girl was fucking lost out there in the world. Thank God. Thank God she found me. <laughs> Good for her. God bless her. Lainey is always, she's always telling me, like, uh, before I met you, I was, she wasn't literally engaged to a doctor. And then I kind of stepped into the picture. I'm 10 years younger than her. I'm a college kid. And it's like, well, this is who she chooses to like oh, hit your yeah. star to. You're, you're doing something that doctor wasn't doing. You're, you're operating right. in different ways, my friend. God damn right, baby. <laughs> God damn right. 15 times a weekend. Thank you very much. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like fucking two Hanukkahs. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about lighting the menorah. Jesus. Good for you. It was pretty fakakta to be as the word to be young. Uh, um, all right, yeah. we're at that time, my friend. All right, all right. Now this is the uh, this is the question: If you were advising people on cars, since since we're talking cars tonight, okay. First of all, that's a horrible mistake. I shouldn't advise you on cars, but continue. Right. What car? If if a person could only afford a car under twenty five k, what car are you advising to get? First of all, 
I'm going to tell them that the price that they're willing to spend isn't the most important thing because you can find a car under 25K, but okay. be smart. So which car would you recommend? First thing I'm recommending, I'm recommending going to auto lenders. Everything's coming off of a lease. They're all no, okay. li- they're no older than two, three years old. Give and me they're a brand. All super low mileage. Give me a, give me a make. Twenty five thousand dollars. You can do a lot. Under twenty five k. Give me, a, give me a. Under twenty five k. What kind of car are you looking for? I, I'm asking you. What, what would you recommend to a person? You said I got twenty five k to spend on a car. What car should I get? Are they married? There's a lot of variables. Do they have a family? <laughs> are they young? Are they older? He has 25K to spend on a car. To All me, right. I would say Japanese car. I'd say get yourself an Altima. Get yourself a possibly a, a, a Maxima kind of thing. I would say go get a Maxima. Okay. I agree with you on that. Yeah. If you got 25K to spend, go get yourself a Nissan Maxima. Because mm-hmm. you can get a, a fairly new Nissan Maxima, very low mileage at around 25K. Exactly. Or you can get something with a little bit higher mileage, still new. Right. You can get yourself a Lincoln. You can get yourself a Cadillac. Great car. Yeah. You can get yourself an entry model BMW. Now, I will say this. Yeah. If you're driving like a one series BMW, you really just want to fucking drive a BMW. Oh, yeah. Because you can you can go get a fucking Honda Accord. Yeah. You can get a brand new Honda Accord. I was just about to say, a Honda Accord is a pretty freaking Super car. cool car. It'll last you forever. When I go around the block walking my, uh, my frou-frou dog, like every other fucking car is a Honda Accord. It's crazy. Because they last forever. Yeah. Just like true love. Just like uh, true love. All right. Under 50K. Ooh, under 50K. That's a lot. You can get a lot of fun stuff. 50K and under. Go get two Honda Accords. (laughs) (laughs) No, would you like advise like like Porsche at that point? Like a like a uh, entry level Porsche or I'm gonna tell you right now, I I could never see myself driving a Porsche. Okay. Not for me. All right. I don't like it. Too small. All right. Uh under fifty K? Man, you know what? You can get yourself a real nice BMW. Right. You can find like a used 20,000 miles, 15,000 miles, right. five series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I, I would always recommend Lexus at that point, but, uh, you know, get yourself an ES. Can't go wrong or, with a Lexus, dude. But you can, you, at 50K, you have so many options. Yeah. It's all about being smart. Your options are as wide as your intelligence is. Right. You can go under 50K and get something brand new. Oh, yeah. That won't be as good as something that has fifteen thousand miles. Okay. So smart investments, my friend. You got a hundred k now. What car would you buy? I'm gonna say, and people aren't gonna be happy with it. If I had a hundred k, yeah, I'm getting a fucking Maserati. Like the Levante, the uh, the SUV. Ooh, I wasn't thinking the SUV. I would get the fucking car because I just looked at the uh, I looked at that car the other day. You know, I just, I literally just had this conversation with Gordon yesterday. Okay. And he's like, Maserati's fucking suck. He's like, they look great, but they're shit. I'm like, well, thanks for, for fucking shitting on my dreams. Although this I know SUV someone that, was zero to 60 in three seconds. Fucking crazy. Yeah. You know what, though? Maybe I would even look at like the, the Teslas, the SUVs. Oh, those are sick. Those are fucking rocket ships. Yeah. But you're going to need. You Have know. you been in a Tesla where they where the guy takes off with it? Yeah. It's like ram your head back. It doesn't make seat. sense. Yeah. And it's like, exactly. And you don't even hear the fucker. What's what's the what's that old cartoon from your day? The Jetsons. (laughs) That's what it says. You're like, wow, I'm going 100 miles an hour from my day. From your day. That's what you watch. You watch the Jetsons. Hey, I used to come home and watch Bugs Bunny. That was the best cartoon ever. Dude, my son loves Bugs Bunny right now. Bugs Bunny's the show. There's this uh, funniest fucking. There's this channel called Boomerang. Oh yeah, I watch it all the time. Steph is like, (laughs) my wife. She goes, it's cool how this channel plays all like the old cartoons. Like they're coming back, and I'm like, yeah. 
Yeah. That's why it's called boomerang. Because it comes back. Steph does this thing where like when she like when like something finally clicks in her head, she like closes her eyes and like opens her mouth like you know go, oh. But she like does this big step where it's like <laughs> oh. I'm like, Jesus, fuck. Do you need two minutes for like that? And like her head goes back, it's this whole thing. It's weird. I love it. It's one of her little quirks that I love. It cracks me up. Like I see like seriously. Like, <laughs> Oh, so it's called boomerang because it's it's all coming back. I'm like like a fucking boomerang. You throw it, it comes back. It's old cartoons making a comeback. <laughs> Jesus fuck, I gotta teach you, you everything. Know, like when my wife always says to me, she goes, "I thank God I go to movies with you." I go, "Why?" She goes, "Because you explain them to me." Um, my wife want, does not get movies. If you ever want to see me lose my shit with Steph, there's two places you can be with me in the car while she's driving. Oh, wow. I'm the same way. That's number one. I'm going to lose my shit. If you get in the car with me and Steph, or or, excuse me, with Steph and me, while she's driving, you would think we're about to get a divorce. (laughs) We're we're, going to get a divorce. Like it's, uh, you know what? You know what? How about I don't drive anymore? How about I never drive again? (laughs) Then don't fucking drive. Don't drive. How about I just walk because I feel safer that way? Who taught you how to drive? And then I'm a dick. I'm like, oh, I know who taught you to drive. Your mom and dad. And they both fucking suck too. She's like, your mom is not a better driver. I'm like, yeah, but my sister is. So we just go back and forth. <laughs> Sit down. A little with, peek into yeah. the Benitez yeah, marriage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sit down while we're watching a movie for the first time right. at home. Not the movie theaters, at home. Right. I lose my shit because she's asking questions. She goes, yeah. so wait a minute. So what hap- what's going on right now? I'm like, I don't fucking know. Oh my God, is it, does he die? Does he die at the end? I'm like, Steph, I haven't seen this fucking movie. I don't know. Yeah. I tell her in the beginning of the movie, so I was like, don't ask me any fucking questions. I've really been looking forward to this movie. I really give a shit about it. I really want to see it. Don't ruin the experience for me. Yeah. She's like, wow, I'll just go upstairs then. I'm like, you know what? You fucking probably should. I'm like, let me see. Just what I do stuff. is I strategically pause the movie, you know, when we're watching something at home and I'll say, all right, do you understand what just happened here? Oh, oh my God. I'm not doing that. I am not. Pause the movie. That ruins the flow. But I'm just saying, I always say to my wife, do you get what just happened here? And like, do you understand like how significant that was? Oh my god! I can't. <laughs> like when we watched Silence of the Lambs. Oh, that's a good one. It's an amazing movie, but I like I had to ex- explain this whole thing. I love when people think they need to. Like one of my friends was like, "Oh, bro, this movie's so good. You're gonna have to watch it twice to really get it." Though I, I can't. I'm like, okay. It was the movie Vanilla Sky. I saw it once. Okay. Was, bro, you gotta watch it again. And I was like, No, I get it. Do you watch movies like over and over again? Because I can, I there are only like three or four movies in my whole life I've ever wanted to see over and over and over again. I will watch movies over and over again. Wow, I can't. Before before I moved in with Steph, and uh, you know I was at home and I had my own room, I would become very fixated uh-huh. on like one particular movie, and it wasn't always, but every now and then I'd get fixated with a movie, right? And I would just have to have the movie running on repeat on the uh, DVD player. I think I watched Scarface one time, uh, like 13 times in a four-day span. It's crazy. I just kept watching it. It finished, and I just hit play I and watch it like, again. I, wa- I like watching comedies over and over again. Like, I'll watch Blazing okay. Saddles. I'll watch Airplane, Spinal Tap. Uh, I'll watch that. And, and my and my favorite movie of all time is Casino Royale. The, really? The, yeah, the first James Bond with uh, Daniel Craig. It's the, To me, it's, it's, a good movie. it's just like... Everything great about James Bond was all encapsulated in that movie. And 
just yeah I'll, I'll watch movies over and over again yeah. but i love watching new movies too like if i see a movie that i've never seen there's a good chance i'll just let it play <laughs> okay well what i'll do is like if let's say it's a movie that if i've said halloween you're all over yeah we're done we're done i'm watching halloween I'm not changing. Like we're done. <laughs> yeah. We're staying right there. We're Goodfellas is another one of those movies. Godfather, Scarface. Um, I've only seen those movies. Life once. Aquatic. Oh yeah, you, you know, know any of those like any of those movies? I'm like stuck. I'm watching it. That's it. Well, dude, we're at an hour and thirty six minutes. Let's shut it down so we don't get an hour forty. People liked how long it is though. This was a good one. This was a nice fun one. That's what I wanted. You it said make fun. it fun, so I figured. Yeah, we had a fun one. I was going to give you a personality test. I would have loved to have seen that. We should though. definitely do that one week. <laughs> well, you said you were going to do it, Tom. I, I did one. I did one with Tom, and we both had a. We both scored as a sociopaths. <laughs> His score was higher than mine, though. <laughs> Makes me a little nervous. <laughs> I really hope he doesn't listen to this episode. Carlos is listening to it. Carlos like, Bobby, I'm going to play this for Tom right away. <laughs> I got to see Tom this He's weekend. He's going to narc on you. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Those guys are horrible. Only because it's fun. And I'll get my ass kicked for fun, cheeky reasons. You know, like my impression of Tom. It's pretty spot on, though. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'll be seeing Tom a lot this weekend as ADCC East Coast trials are this weekend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will be volunteering. Good and stuff. as of right now, I believe I'll actually be refing at the ADCC wow, trials. Yeah, cool. I haven't told anyone. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I love it. And if I don't end up refing, I'll just edit this part out of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Man, this was a fun one. I'm glad you liked it. Hope you guys enjoy it. Talk to you next week.